here we are with Fellowship Star Wars Spiders and Snakes Season 1, Episode 1, Cold Front. We are in February 2021. I am Devin, the Empire Framework, and to my internet we have... Adam, playing Lamnar, who is a Kaminoan spider. Jack, playing Kess Eldar, who is a Mandalorian using the Elf Playbook. I'm Jonathan, playing Stitch, or OOM-93, who is a battle droid using the Squire Playbook. And Peter has Void within the, Without, a given abyssal nemesis. Perfect first game. Try. Wait, what was that, Pete? First try. Yeah, first try. So, um, as you all know, listeners, you've listened to the episode zero where we talk about the premise, what we're doing with this game, what fellowship is, uh, backstories, what kind of has been happening so far, yada, yada, yada. You're there. But just in case you don't remember that intro that you've already listened to, we're going to briefly go over each character's description so you can get that in your headspace. Starting alphabetically, I'm going to put Adam on the spot. Please describe to us your character. I am playing Lamnar with the Spider Playbook. Lamnar is a Kaminoan, so so they have they're essentially humanoid with very long necks, very long arms, very long legs, sort of stretched out. Uh, Lamnar himself, specifically, uh, is stereotypical of his race, except a bit a uh, bit more on the skinny side, I suppose. Uh, they have variety of tools and gadgets on them as they're more technically inclined yes perfect uh outfit they wear type of clothing uh mechanics overalls usually sometimes with like commando pockets stitched on as necessary depending on yeah, the job like utility webbing yes yeah uh they're i guess the, the correct term in star wars would be a slicer yeah, yeah, you, so, you deal with data retrieval and hacking and stuff, right? Precisely. You got so yourself a scomp link? Yeah, yeah, they probably have the Mass Effect-esque wrist computer slash watch. Whatever, whatever you need to do your work, your, the uh, scomp work. tool. Yes. Perfect. Yeah. All right. Uh, so we'll go down the list to Jack. Okay. Uh, so yeah, my character, Kess Eldor, he is a Mandalorian. He wears... Mandalorian armor. Uh, you know, he it is painted kind of a painted like a gray with green detailing stuff on it. Um, I'm using the elf playbook, so he's got like technology and stuff, and he's very yeah. You're kind of a specialist marine or a tech marine. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, do you have a cape? Uh, probably. He doesn't have a jetpack yet. Yeah, what what, was it, what do they call those? Do they call those like phoenix, uh, phoenix wings or something, or phoenix ascenders or something? Rising phoenix, the rising phoenix. Wait, sorry, say again. They call the jetpack the rising phoenix. You haven't gotten your uh, wow, it's really four hundred forty k ish. You haven't gotten your phoenix. Uh, 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 what do they call it? It's like scripturing or uh, marking or or proofing. You haven't got proofing yet, so you don't get the phoenix ascension kit for your mini. Look at that. We got there. There was there was some setbacks since you know Mandalore is not uh, habitable right now. A burning wasteland full of fascists, made of glass. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Womp womp. Don't so much throw for fascists peace. and glass houses. 
Oh, so much for perfect neutrality, Queen Satina. The pacifists. Pacifists. R.I.P. to the Satine family. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's awesome players. Awesome, uh, Jonathan. Uh, so uh, Stitch is a uh, remodeled battle droid from the Clone Wars, uh, found by some people who just you know they they were too young to know what the Clone Wars was, and you know history likes to forget things. So they were like, "Cool, a working battle droid or a, a working droid. We can make this thing into a doctor. It seems capable." Um, as an OOM model, it was a like one of the sergeant robots <laughs> or uh, yeah, one, of the, one of the network hubs. Yeah, but you know they don't know that, so its network hub is still there, but you know it's not really active. It 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 it's it was definitely had or it, it definitely had its memory wiped several times since the war, so it has no memory of the Clone Wars or the atrocities or why people hate droids. It's they just do. It's, or, how, it's or how much of a loser uh, people consider his people. Yeah. So, uh, but they are, uh, they're, they're like the medical droid that was sent along with the, uh, the group. You know, it's a, it's a hardy droid. Are, so, are you still a medical droid? Uh, like, like, are you still considered the, a medical droid? Yes. Uh, according to any scans or whatever that the empire <laughs> would run no no yeah cause, that because like battle droids have uh color patterns to them like they have either like shoulder colors or like little tummy colors or like head colors yeah. so if you're a medical droid that means you got blue yeah I, i'm thinking that like it was repainted blue yeah um, uh, the universal symbol for doctor in star wars is a blue moon so you probably have that on your tummy like a care bear okay yeah that, that, that works uh they they do have a gun, so they also have a Care Bear stare. So watch out. Right. But you know, it's fine. Doctors can carry guns. It's not like there's laws against that. Not at all. Don't. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, they're uh. That's that's them. They're the they're the doctor. They're the droid. They uh. <laughs> Roger, Roger. Yeah. They're, I'm gonna try not to say that until you know later. I have a thing prepared for that. It's gonna be. Oh my god. It's gonna be good. Right. Okay, and finally, Pieta. So, my character is void within and without. He's a given, so he looks like a sad skeleton man. Um, he's got one uh, bionic eye that glows red from within his skull, from those deep, deep, deep eyes and so on. He's got a bit more of a darker tint to himself in general, and he's dressed like a little bit like Darth Maul-ish, so like black outfit, rather snug and you know close to the body and so on. I guess with a cape overall and whatever. If you want to look more menacing. Wait, does that mean you have like kind of baggy cloth pants that are tucked into your leather boots? I guess, sure. Nice. That makes it easier to do stunt work. Yep. Wait. Darth Maul was very was very much into stunt work. Thanks, Ray Park. Right. R.I.P. Ray Park. Well. One day he'll just get some spider legs and that'll be easier. Oh, God. Perfect. All right. Well, so since we got the premise all kind of ironed out and everything's up and running here, let's dive in to the session. So the Rebel Alliance. Uh, oh, shit. Right. We weren't going to dive right in. We we're going to do a whole little prequel thing uh, to kind of set the stakes. No, we'll, we'll get it in How post. We get here? <laughs> no, we'll just, we'll just do that now. All right. So smash cut. Two immediately um, a Rebel Alliance ship, you know that same kind of red and gray color scheme they use. They use red and gray, right? 
I don't remember what the Rebel Alliance does. Uh, it's one of those big kind of round blimp looking ships in space. It is currently in orbit around Alderaan. Um, people are on board. You know, there's a lot of humans and technicians running around. The hangar bay has ships, X-wings, Y-wings, and whatever other wings are being refueled. Droids are taken out, popped in. There's a lot of astromechs scurrying about on their wheel-shaped limbs. Uh, and you as a group, except for Peter, I'm assuming, because he's a bad guy. <laughs> yep. Or are you here because you're a contractor? I don't know, Peter. I'm not too sure when you're here. I'm not here. You, you let me know. Um, so yeah, you guys have basically been unloaded from your ships because you just flew on in. You're going in for a command meeting. And they bring you up to the operations room. Uh, the operations room is just full of Rebel Alliance people you all recognize from the movies. Mon Mothma's over there. You can see Jimmy Schmitz uh, in the corner talking to someone. There are droids going back and forth. Everyone gives the battle droid a side eye because that's in poor taste, but whatever. Um, and yeah, it's basically a briefing, like a debriefing as people are in pretty good spirits. Like people are chatting, they're laughing. You're not really brought in on what's been going on. You're just brought in for like a new orders for the, for, for the rebellion. So whoever wants to kind of take point on just inserting themselves into the scene before I take over, feel free. Uh, okay. You're here to receive new orders. That is the objective. So uh, Stitch will walk into the room and uh, do that awkward salute. The uh, the leg, the the tink, of right? The little, little leg stamp. Yeah. So like, it it does that, and uh, it it goes like it pronouns. It's it's a droid, um, and it uh, says uh, uh, droid nine three reporting for duty. <laughs> Yeah, a uh, technician sees you, kind of walks on over, and just kind of gives you a check over. Hey, who's who's here with this little droid? That would be us. We walk we walk over. <laughs> Sorry about that. We definitely won't catch that in post. Um, <laughs> all right, yeah. Uh, people kind of pay attention that you guys have walked in, and people are talking, and it's like, oh, hey, good to see y'all. Um, you know, a rebel like informant uh, fellow man in a flight suit, he still has his helmet on, walks in. Oh hey, you guys have all you all guys have arrived on time. Wow, that was your delivery, Devin. All right, <laughs> this is the first time this uh, this particular rebel uh, informant has ever had a human conversation. Oh, makes sense. Yeah, makes sense. <laughs> yeah uh, I'm just saying, I think so. Good to hear. Good to hear. We're just doing a quick uh, debrief, and uh, we actually do have orders for you. Um, Senator Organa is just kind of coming on into. Uh, let us know what the update is on Kashyyyk. How's it going over there? Could not be going better. Uh, in the background, uh, Senator Organa, he's talking to people, going back and forth. Him and Mon Moth uh, are shaking hands. It seems everyone's in pretty high spirits. And the, that informant's like, oh, absolutely could not be better. We have a rebel cell on Kashyyyk. They just busted out the entire uh, captive population in the main labor camp out. Uh, they're revolting right now. You know, imps are being taken down one after another. They co-opted an AT-AT. Like, they have a mech walker on their side at this point. Interesting. Impressive. That's really difficult to pull off. I think getting the Wookiees involved on this is going to be a huge win for the Rebellion. Like, with them, we'll have armed forces, we'll have resources. The materials they were pulling out of Kashyyyk were all shipbuilding materials. Like, we'll be able to start rearming our plates and, like, putting back, like, you know, all the, the bulkheads we had to strip out from battle damage. It's nice to hear some good news about the Rebellion. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Senator Organa, you know, Bail Organa, played by Jimmy Schmitz, walks on over and uh, just kind of shakes your hand. It's like, hey, how are you all doing? Uh, I think uh, 
Oh, Stitch puts its hand out, and then Bale just passes by and shakes whoever's next. Yeah, he does. Bale's like a nice guy. He's not going to shake hands with a battle trade. What, are you drunk? <laughs> he was in Sons of Anarchy. Don't ever fuck with him. Tess will reach out, shake his hand, give him a, a nod. Same. So, we have an ongoing situation out in the galaxy there. As you know, several planets have started to fall to the Empire, but not all of them are being occupied, or the occupation they're leaving behind has been pretty slim. We've been taking advantage of that to move our people in and start recruiting local resistance, helping the, the people that have been displaced, you know, putting things back together and trying to, like, moderate the situation. We're hoping if we can get enough of these worlds on our side, we can, you know, undo some of the damage the, the Emperor has been doing and maybe take back the Senate. You know, the regional governors feel that this is the best move we can make. But there's a bit of a situation with this. There's a new power out there, a new faction that's going on through and hitting these plants before we can get there. And they're, they're not, they don't have the people's best interests in mind. We're, we're hearing uh, rumors of like conscription, you know, arms manufacturing, uh, new dictatorial takeovers. It's been pretty dark actually. So we need something to kind of, we need to handle this. We need to get a handle on this fast before the Empire realizes what's going on. Because if they realize the plants they're not handling are uh, becoming pockets of resistance, and these new players aren't very subtle at all, they're going to sweep over and start finding out our tactics and hitting our locations. The Empire won't discriminate. Where'd this new power come from? We're not sure. Um, as far as we can tell, the only name we have is they're called the Spiders or the Snakes. Depends on uh, what situation comes up, really. Sometimes people will, you know, hyperdrive, will, will, will warp on into a situation or to an area, you know, and at the worst possible moment, almost, almost as if they knew they were at the most vulnerable, a fleet will come in, board the ship, take people, take prisoners, kill those who resist, and move on. Uh, sometimes situations that seem completely benign or seem to be a win for the rebellion will instantly turn like secrets are leaking that we can't keep a handle on and we don't know how it's happening. There, there's a lot of variables that we can't really account for right now. Where do you need us? We need you to form a new squadron. We have, you know, gold squadron, red squadron, blue squadron. They're handling various parts of these operations. We have a new position for all of you. We want you to come together and form Kyanite squadron. You're, we're going to give you a lot of latitude on dealing with the situation. We have a base that we salvage from an old capital ship put together for you. And uh, we'll be able to debrief you more fully when the time comes. But as soon as you can, we need you to depart and start hitting these worlds and finding out who these people are and put an end to them. This new threat needs to go away because it's all it's going to do is hurt everyone that's being put under the, the Empire's uh, heel. Kessel, like, glance over at... Uh... <coughs> Uh, over at Lamnar and uh, see if he has anything he wants to ask about. I'm uh, considering. So when you say we want to go to these planets to deal with this spider and snake alliance, what specifically are you getting at here? Do you want us to form an alliance? Do you want us to get in contact with them and sort of make an alliance with the rebellion? Or do you want us to sh come down on them and sort of, sort of stop what their actions they're coming across not as people trying to resist the empire. They're coming across as a crime syndicate that's taking advantage of people that are already uh, pretty down on their luck. We can't stand for that. Like when the Hutt started to muscle in on our territory after uh, the fall of the Republic, we had to push back pretty hard on them. 
And they eventually started to keep to their own uh, side of the galaxy. Consider it done. And like a hand, one hand comes up, the other makes a fist, clacks into it. Perfect. I knew I could count on you. So we'll be in regular contact. You'll have either me or another handler reaching out. We'll go from there. Um, I'm going to have someone give you like a full debriefing afterwards. And, you know, may the force be with you. I didn't know you followed those old religions. I just nod, but I don't really say anything about the Force. It's one of those awkward pauses. It's like right. someone... <laughs> Jimmy Smith smiles and nods at you and then just turns around and starts heading out with Mon Mothma. Uh, uh, that same, uh, a different Republic uh, handler is in the room as everyone leaves, and he's just like, oh, could you just stay here for a second? I shrug, and, you know, we wait. Everyone clears the room and he hits a button and the doors shut and the lights go down a bit. Okay, we need to talk about the uprising on Kashyyyk. It's already been quashed. The intel that's been given out here is a little bit out of date. And what actually happened was it wasn't a, re- a rebel cell that broke uh, the Wookiees out of the internment camps. It was Saw Guerrera. If anyone here knows his name, you would know him to be a violent extremist that doesn't really play by the regional governor's the Republic Senate, or anyone's rules. Noted. Is he a target? Uh, stay away from Saw. He's not really worth anyone's time at this point. He swept in like the Devil May Care hero he likes people to think he is, freed a bunch of Wookiees, uh, busted up a camp, and then immediately when things got too hot, he bailed with all the resources he took from Kashyyyk and left them worse off than he left them. Uh, we think we're going to lose Kashyyyk totally. They're putting in a new blockade. Are you sending us there? No, I'm telling you this because I want you to know that you're not going to have a lot of resources once you get out there into the galaxy. Um, The situation is getting precarious. There's talk of a new weapon being developed by the Empire. We don't have many details now. We're putting together a team to kind of investigate it and figure it out. But things are going bad, which means if things go bad on your end... We're not going to be able to bail you out, and we're not going to be able to provide you with the resources to correct it. So when you go to these places, you're going to need to form up your own staff and resources sort of on your own. And this is what I kind of want to pitch to all of you here to remember. Make sure the resources that you help form into your own you know, splitter cell, make sure they're as close to the people's interests as possible. Because you're gonna, people are eventually going to want to rise up against the Empire and this new threat. But it might not be, you know, the democratically elected leaders of the planet. You want to do your best bet to make sure those people are the original pick you have. Because eventually leaders will rise up if they don't. And you can have yourself another Saw Guerrera situation on your hands very fast. We'll do our best. Hopefully it doesn't come to that. Be careful, be considerate, make your choices carefully. We'll be in touch. Oh, um, yeah, you'll need my contact uh, chain code. And he like gives you like a little data plaid. Uh, this Republican informant is called Porkins. Cool. Okay. What resources will we be given to start off with? I, I was told that we would be given, we were told that we would be given a ship of some sort of base. He taps on a console to bring up a hologram of what looks like a crashed, gutted, and wrecked Republic Clone Wars era troop transport. One that could hold about 100 people, probably. Uh, It's the back half of it that's embedded in an asteroid in the hologram. This is what we call Kyanite Command. 
the engines, hyperdrive, and screens, you know, the shield systems, we've been able to salvage and get operational. We've done the work of mooring it into the asteroid that it uh, crashed into originally. And around it, you can see satellite asteroids with gravity generators on them, mass shadow chain links. How the base works is when it is ready to hit hyperspeed, all those asteroids will attract around it to form a sort of uh, a sort of covert shell, you know, camouflage, and then it'll hit light speed for not a lot of speed or not a lot of time, but enough to get to light speed, drop you out into the, ver- the various areas that uh, we're seeing trouble happen. And from there, you can take your personal vehicles to the locations you have to go. If you need to source an actual ship, you have to source it on your own. We don't have any spares to give you. We have a skeleton crew okay. that's on board the ship, you know, just a few people from the rebellion that are familiar with this vessel and can keep it up and running, but we can't give you intel officers, we can't give you quartermasters, we can't give you pilots, and we can't give you, you know, ground uh, unit, ground commandos. It sounds like we'll have to build our own force once we get there. Yeah, find what you can, make the best of what you can find. All right, well, do we know of any other rebel, con- uh, any other rebel points of contact in that area? So, we don't really have any other rebel contacts in these systems. Like, we were originally going to, you know, come in and pro- pro- provide aid, but this whole situation has turned itself on its head, and you are those re- rebel uh, contacts. But we do have a bit of intel for you. And he, he brings up a planet in a system. The system has, like, a, like a red zone around it. It's, it's a series of star systems. There's a big red border that's, like, a no-go zone, and there's, like, two black holes on the map. This is the Strait of Messina. It was a semi-important staging ground during the Clone Wars. This planet is called Hoth. It's a death world. You can't really live there. Senator Organa's daughter brought us some intel recently that lets us know that a Clone Wars era general, a commander, is on Hoth right now, helping out a uh, chapter house of uh, nomadic warriors, uh, Mandalorians, I think they're called. Cast perks up and like looks at confused, like you. Okay. He doesn't know what Mandalorians are. He doesn't know. Not everyone knows everything. Uncultured swine. You just kind of shrug, you know. But that general, if he's as vetted as we're told he is, that might be the first first place to go. All right. Sounds like a good starting point. Hopefully we can rally some local support. Yep, your, your systems aboard the Kainite Command will have intel, logistics, star maps telling you of, you know, what locations have been kind of picked up on our radar. Planets and civilizations have been, you know, showing signs of being attacked by these new this new syndicate. So leverage that, build up your, your, your cell of the Rebel Alliance, because that's what you are. You guys are a cell now. And uh, do your best. What's our victory condition? The Spider and Snake Alliance needs to no longer be operating. Understood. Yep. And Porkins gives you all a nod, turns off the hologram, turns the lights back on, and uh, unlocks the doors. Guess uh, slides his helmet back on and turns to leave. Were we just literally put in charge of our own cell? We We are in real trouble. I'm sure we'll be fine. What's the worst that could happen? You guys are the best of the best. Don't worry about it. (laughs) All we have to do is find enough middle management to protect us from our real problems. (laughs) Don't worry, it'll be fine, says the middle manager droid as it walks out. (laughs) And (laughs) the middle management is you. (laughs) 
<laughs> and we will star wipe because for some reason Lucas loved using star wipes. And we star wipe the icy death world of Hoth. So to get here, uh, you had to go through the Strait of Messina, which is a gravity singularity storm cloud around these two black holes that contain a bunch of star systems in them. Um, if you've seen Solo, a Star Wars story, it's exactly like that storm in space around Kessel, except it's created by black holes that are in synchronous orbit around each other. So you zoomed in through there. The Empire doesn't have a huge presence here yet, because who would want to live here? This place is a nightmare to deal with. Um, and now that you're here, the skyline, basically, when you look at your ship, is dominated by the sisters, the two black holes. They have a black and red outline to them. They're constantly burning and throbbing on the horizon, twisting light and stars around them like they're all spiraling in, like paint from a paintbrush in a clear mug. Super great tone setter for uh, for your first mission. Oh, yeah. Just... As, <laughs> as we descend onto the ice ball. Yep, I'm assuming you're taking your little fighters. Yep. Yep, we each have, a, we each have an X-Wing. One of them has yeah. a cracked viewport, which we let the droid drive. Right. What, so what my that, question, what? Oh, what that has a cracked viewport. <laughs> right. So as you dip on into the atmosphere, it is a frozen nightmare wasteland. Uh, tall mountains covered in you know snow caps and glacial ice. Deep valleys that are packed with snow and you know broken kind of cliff faces. No sight of foliage or fauna anywhere. Uh, just endless snow and storms, and Hoth itself actually has a few Jupiter-style eternal snowstorms traveling around it. They're not quite as huge, but they take up a fair percentage that just, on their own time, move around the planet. So my question is to the Mandalorians, seeing as there's a Mandalorian chapter house here, how would you find these Mandalorians on this planet? Where do you think they would be? Hmm. Well, it depends okay. on what chapter it was but especially if it's on hoth they'd probably have set up somewhere i'd assume either underground or maybe built into you know shelter built into a, a mountain or a cliff that would be sheltered mm -hmm. i'll give you the the hint that they are trying to keep hidden so whatever mandalorians you think would do to keep hidden that's uh i'll let you take the lead on that hmm well like i said they'd most likely given given the conditions most any anything that you would normally like you know put up to disguise uh, where you're living would probably get blown down by the by the constant constant ice storms. Mm -hmm. They probably dig down or into something and try to build into that. Maybe into Fair a enough. mountain. Maybe to what? Maybe into a mountain. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so you're looking for signs of Mandalorians. I'm not going to make you roll because that would defeat the purpose of this session. But as you look at mountains and keep looking for like, you know, the telltale kind of tactics they'd use, the kind of cultural knowledge you have of how your people think and operate. Maybe if I've got some like specific frequencies I'm scanning for stuff on. Yeah, those are bringing you closer and closer to a target. And eventually one of you spots something. Uh, there's a bunch of burn marks in the snow that are fairly fresh, like melting parts, scorch marks on rock that have been exposed. And uh, you, you see something glinting in the snow that looks like a dead Mandalorian. I guess we'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll tell people to, uh, I want to go check it out. All right, so do you all land? Yeah, we all land. All right, you're not in a storm right now, but you do see, like, on the horizon, um, well, one, you see the sisters, those two giant black and red, like, like maelstroms of gravity up in the sky, constantly twisting uh, like the visual graphics of the world around them. That is always dominating your point of view, like a fucking Dark Souls game. But also just under them 
is a wall, an enormous white and gray and dark cloud wall of storm that's going to be on your position probably in about a week. Just like it looks like a tidal wave, basically of storm, just there dominating the the, the landscape. It's coming. Yeah, <laughs> day after tomorrow oh. style. Oh lord. <laughs> Let's just so you land, get out of your vehicles clearly, and on the ground among what looks like signs of a battle is, yeah, a, a warrior in Beskar armor. It's not the most polished. It's not the most upkept. You know, it's dinged and damaged and painted over and is covered in blood, it looks like. And he is face down in the ground. And it looks like he has like a backpack on him that's crawling. Cool. Someone want to stand? Yes. Can I look closely? Now, let's talk about this. So, with fellowship moves, we don't you don't need to prompt with, I'm going to look closely. What you want to prompt with is what you want to do, what you want to see, and if that requires look closely, then that triggers the move. So, you just kind of tell me what you want from, from the point of view of like a TV show or a movie. Like, you know, this is the scene where my character takes out a bioscanner and scans it and tries to figure out what's going on and then comes to a conclusion. Or he goes over and, you know, is a hands-on person, just kind of grabs it and goes from there. That's kind of how you want to frame it for the flow. All right, understood. In which case, I see the movement and I immediately take out my scanner to sort of figure out, is there something there that I can send, that, that I can detect? Uh, no thermal, no bio, but motion sensor. It's picking it up. There's an outline of something. It has uh, matted, almost white material to it, and it's crawling on top of that Mandalorian. Uh, and now that you're getting closer, there's thermal coming off the Mandalorian because his body seems to be opened, and it's pulling out his uh, parts and putting them into its mouth that it has that you can see because it's been dry brushed with dried blood. Oh, it looks like a wild animal eating the corpse. Um, I would like to shoot the wild animal that is desecrating the corpse. Yeah, you're able to do that easily. What do you have, a slug thrower, a blaster rifle? Yeah, he's got a slug thrower rifle, because deflect this. Ah, good old Mandalorian Creed, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, thank God. From what I thought you were the non-Mandalorian character, I'm like, oh, 50-50 chance. <laughs> 50 Up, uh, Yeah, you easily shoot it, and it like... Uh, you put one right into its its head, which is usually like an instant down, uh, and it looks up at you, like from where it came from, and it starts like running at top speed towards you. He, he you know, peering down the scope, takes the shot, direct hit, and then it starts running, and he just kind of looks up. Uh-oh. It is two and a half to three feet tall. It has a arm and leg body configuration. It is chubby and is covered in dried matted white fur. It looks like an Ewok, but you know, an Arctic variety. Anyway, it is like scurrying to you at top speed right now uh, with a hunger in its uh, vacant little eyes. So as the meatless droid, (laughs) I'm going to uh, charge forward, uh, gun out, and uh, try try to get its attention. Look at me, I'm over here, you know, just Good. doing That's... its best to be serious and not and not clown up the scene, but it's definitely clowning up the scene. It's it's happening. It's a battle droid. <laughs> yeah. All right, well you're bright and shiny, so at this point, because something's about to happen, I'll let you do look I'll let you do keep them busy. Okay. Keep them busy. It's going to be great. As you're doing that, because the the result won't matter, because this is going to happen anyway. It'll just, it'll just kind of 
drive where this result goes. Um, a lot of motion is being picked up on your motion tracker, whoever had the motion tracker, as a lot of patches of snow around that dead Mandalorian start moving, and you see more of these things start to come out of the snow, and some of them have, like, holes in them or are missing limbs. They're not bloody. They look desiccated and mummified, and they all start, like, swarming towards you at top speed. Oh, shit. I, I immediately <laughs> uh, try to, you know, get somewhere out of reach so they can't get to me. What's the what's the terrain around here looking like? Are we just kind of in a in a flat white expanse, or a... it's like a flat expanse of ocean like sea ice with embedded with like rocks and glaciers and like small archipelagos that are jutting out of it. Uh, so you can have cover, but it's going to be like rocky or icy or flatty, depending on where you go. There's no like big mountains nearby though. You're I, like, I, uh, rolled a, I rolled a three on uh, keep them busy. Oh, oh no. boy, <laughs> it's gonna happen. Here we go. Uh, Good start, gang. Here I go, killing again. Oh <laughs> uh, no. well, you just, oh, hey, you just don't buy time at all. That's that's what happens. You didn't get a seven plus, but you definitely got a nine minus. So they're gonna retaliate against you. So they are swarming towards the food sources. Um, and you know what? I'm gonna throw a cut at you. One of them jumps onto. Who has the least amount of robot lookingness to them? I'm uh, fully armored. So that would be me. Okay, one of them uh, that you didn't notice comes out from under the landing gear of your ship and latches onto you and starts biting into you. Take a damage. Okay. I did damage one of my stats, I believe. Correct? Yeah, just pick a stat or, or your armor, or if you have a thing that lets you do a thing, whatevs. So yeah. It's making zombie sounds. Should we copy the uh, stat block into the, our scratch pad? Oh, the stat block is copied to the scratch pad, Peter. Where am I? It is a... Yeah, I'm going to put it up there. It is a gang of zombies. So what does a gang mean, mechanics-wise? A gang is at least 30 enemies working together. Their attacks and moves can target everyone at once, making them dangerous. When they're defeated, they break up into two groups. So the Ewok, and they're not Ewoks, they're called Furlings. The Furling gang uh, has these stats painless. They don't attack until, they don't stop till they're destroyed. Uh, and single, Simpleton hive mind. They act as a single movement and, uh, you know, are zombies. So they're just going to start swarming you guys now. You're about to be swarmed by zombies. All right. Okay. I immediately try to, well, I'm being bitten by one. So I immediately try to get it off and get some higher ground to get away from, you know, the swarm the of teeth and fur and death. Uh, I'm, I'm shouting like, flee, save yourself, as they're just running around me. Oh, no, no, nope. they're going to start attacking you too, don't you worry. They understand that. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> I'm going to point this out. The zombies are simple, but Ewoks naturally understand the concept that inside the shell of a crab is meat. Well, yeah. Plus, they can turn everything into a weapon. <laughs> on, yeah. uh, on that note, I'm going basically I'm going to be uh, so, taking shots and moving backwards towards the nearest like high area, kind of so, like since I basically have a well, actually, he's got little like jet boosters on his feet and I'll have a full jetpack, but he's kind of like hopping back and taking shots every time he touches down. So, so like someone's for that. Away. Let me let me try getting let me try getting away. But while doing so, I want to drop something onto the ground. Uh, as a trap because right. I'm a spider so I have the web spinning so I want to just try to lay a trap while I sort of back away from them sure thing or a trap you already laid can already go off exactly it also but I... so I'm going to throw this out to you 
we're going to do this one at a time for each of you. And this is a group, which means dangerous and area attacks are needed to even damage it. Or it's a gang, I mean. So if you don't have that, you might need to find a way to create something that has the dangerous or area tag, or you might have to flee. I don't know. I don't know what you guys are kitted with, but you're all heroes, so I assumed you could handle this. I, I For part of my gear, I do have a friend in need, where somebody helpful arrives. That's amazing. All right, so, like, so we're going to start at the top of the order. The Kaminoan, who was just hurt, we spin, spin the spotlight away from you very briefly, because you were the last one to be put on the spot. And since the battle droid has done nothing so far, because the Mandalorian took shots, obviously, we will swing to the battle droid, the least likely to be murdered, but will be murdered. <laughs> what happened. do you do, Stitch? Uh, Stitch is going to instinctively start sending out like a distress code. <laughs> it's, uh, it's the closest thing it knows to fear. Hell. I need help. Hell. I'm being slightly inconvenienced. Help, I'm being attacked. Help, I'm being attacked, is what it's saying. Um, it shoots its blaster rifle once, but like, even if it hits one, there's there's 30 of them. It, it's not going to matter if it hits, I yeah. think. It's not dangerous, so it's just, yeah. pew! And then it just gets mad and starts coming at it. And then it's going to um, kind of also start to going to... Uh, it's because it's it's gonna start either trying to go to higher ground or try to get back to its X-wing. Okay. X-wing is higher ground. Okay, uh, or even if it just climbs onto the X-wing just to get out from the uh, horde. So what uh, what's that gear you're I, using or move? Or I, I think I think using a friend in need, which is a gear option, will be sufficient. They're not focused on you quite yet, so I'm not going to make you do getaway. So you, as battle droids are wont to do. Flee for your life while putting out a distress call that basically says, uh, warning, CIS property, high value CIS, CIS property is in danger. Warning, high value CIS property is in danger. <laughs> I'm in danger. Is He's also saying, I'm in danger. I'm in danger. Yes. I'm going to mark that I'm using the friend in need. All right. I'm going to have that come into play after I hear what the other two players are doing and then see what happens. So you get on top of your ship. They will eventually start to swarm you, but you're not alive and don't give off food smell. So they're not going to know to swarm you yet. So we will now move to the Mandalorian. Yep. Like I said, I am, I am, you know, taking shots at anything that gets close, but I am mostly just trying to back away. All right. So are you just trying to escape this confrontation entirely? Well, I don't have anything that can currently like do any lasting harm to them. Um, I, Hmm. If there's if there's starting to mob the Kaminoan, I might try to buy him some room, uh, if possible. Let me see. Yeah, I think yeah. If 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 uh, if Lemnar is currently being mobbed, I might try to like fire off a couple pot shots to maybe you know either distract them or just kind of get the ones around him uh, to to back off for a minute so he has some room to breathe. Okay, you want to overcome then for uh, uh, Lamnar. Uh, yes, I suppose so. Sure. All right. Then you can start rolling overcome. Uh, and that will tell us what's going to happen on, you know, we're, we're going to move to Lamb's turn then while you roll overcome and then we'll sink that in. So Lamb, you have a zombie biting you. What do you think you're going to want to do about this? I want to shake it loose and then jump back to one of the, I assume that there's a giant jutting, uh, pillar of ice somewhere yes. nearby that is a I'm very going, good assumption 
I'm going to jump back and scale it quite easily because I have gloves that make me very good at climbing or walking up walls and such. I'm that kind of a slicer. Yeah. <laughs> so I just uh, try and go up this very slippery surface like a spider. So I got a nine on my roll. Okay, let's look at overcome. God damn it. There we go. Ba, 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 ba. So um, here's what you can do as you're like starting to like use your blasters and your tech to kind of scare off the uh, the furling zombies. You can um, pay a price and get the 10 plus result of overcome. Or you can create a temporary solution that will delay the threat a little bit for Lamb. Um, but then it'll just, you know, pop on back in and still be a problem. Okay. You can pay a price. If I pay a price, am I allowed to spend an ammo from my rifle to do that? Uh, that would be spend some gear. So yeah. Okay, then I will. I will say that I'm I'm using a lot of ammo, so I'm going to spend spend one of my ammo charges. Okay. Now on the pay a price, check off spend some gear. Like I could. Like I I, I want you guys to do it for the first few times you remember. Uh, do I just just put an X in spend some gear? Bam! So no one can take that until the scene refreshes, or you spend all of this shit. Oh, I, I, I took some damage, right? I have to put an X there as well. No, no, that was a pay a price. You didn't pay any price. You just took damage. I just did a hard cut against you because uh, Insling got a bad roll. Understood. Yeah. Okay. okay so, you have a little breathing room. Yeah. Okay. So now as uh, we come back to you, you're looking for that ice pillar. As you have these zombies starting to swarm you, uh, the Mandalorian pulls out their blasters and just starts opening fire rapidly, like quickly reloading, quickly re like bolting the, uh, the slug thrower. And it's expertly not shooting at the head or like vital organs, but like shooting at their manipulators and like their joints and stuff to make it harder for them to scurry on after you. Okay. In which case, after you did that, like I said, I I sort of back off and climb up some very icy pillar that's just jutting out of the grounds nearby. And just uh, get all the way up at the top. While doing so, I throw some gadgets on the ground, I shall say, as... I want to lay some traps while I back up. Sure, sure. So do I roll for a getaway? Or... Um, yes. Or you could spend one of your web to get away with hope. I don't have any web. I start you off should. with zero. Oh. So that's why I wanted to get away to get some. Oh, shit. I didn't realize you didn't start with at least one. Nope. When you get a new oh, location, okay. you lose one, and I believe you start with zero. So. Oh, no, you're right. Yeah, we were going over this with Ian. Okay, so yeah, this is getaway, clearly, and you're clearly being aided by uh, Lamb, which means you're two people working together, which means you get hope, right? That's yeah. works, Excellent. Right? Keith, am I wrong? Yeah, I think that's how it is. If you both have bonds with one another. Which we do. Yes, we do. And you're clearly helping him for the explicit purpose of him getting away, so there you go. Yep. All right, I rolled a 12. So, hey, you get to pick your options. They're great options. All right. So <laughs> you get the, all right. Uh, I want to grab someone nearby and bring them with me because I don't think it's, we're going to be uh, drawing no attention no, in this no, situation. Not happening. So I think the best way of doing this is I go back and scurry up the icy pillar with my tactical gloves and then I shoot what's basically a grappling hook at you, Kesseldar, and then just sort of use, use it to pull you back up to where I am. Yeah, they have that in Star Wars. It's called like Ascension Gel. It's like a like a small taser gun full of liquid metal that you fire out and the gel quickly hardens into liquid steel into a rope. And then you can retract back in on like a, a spool. Precisely. Go, 
go flying so, over the zombies to reach you. Yeah, yeah, you're getting dragged backward by your armor and cape, and then you slam into the bottom of a pillar and get dragged up it because that's how physics works. <laughs> but you're fine, and now you're on top of the pillar, and the zombies are starting to swarm the base and starting to crawl over each other, but like they're sliding down and slipping on the wet blood and ice and stuff. So the, yeah. the base of that pillar is now slick with blood. Not Plus, grappling hooks are grappling hooks are are G cannon. <laughs> yeah, it's in the movies. Yeah, no, they are, and like the the liquid metal ones, those are in the RPGs. I remember that from the before time. Okay, mm. so as you guys all do that, uh, immediately you hear a whistling sound as ordnance uh, gets dropped on your location, and a firebomb falls from the Anarch in the sky and hits the group of Ewoks, covering them in fire. Uh, as they start to scurry and move away from like the source of like fire damage and whatnot, uh, and like burrow into the snow. Well, I'm going to holster my rifle and turn and look and see where that came from. In the sky, with their Phoenix Ascension uh, gear equipped, is a Mandalorian soldier. <laughs> they are wearing a uh, deep purple and gold cape. Their armor is covered in swirls of uh, purple that seem to represent like the galactic turn of the Milky Way. Uh, and their helmet has an uh, owl patterning on it, uh, but like, like a very sharp-beaked owl. Not like a big fluffy one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the rocket on their stupid backpack is what did that. They uh, they will land. I'll uh, you know slide down the ice pillar and. Uh, oh, they land on the ice pillar. They're not going where the zombies are. Are you drunk? Oh, that's fair. Did you smoke spice? <laughs> did you smoke no. Stitch, Stitch is still on the X wing, like clearly seeing that they're still just buried under the snow. <laughs> They're, they're right there. Right. We're sitting there. You look to the left, you see this, this droid waving its hands in the air on top of an X-Wing calling for help. Yeah. Right. Hey, I'm down here. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the Mandalorian will land on the ice pillar and it'll like wave at the droid. And it'll look at the Mandalorian, you know, the other one of its kind here, and be like, we got your distress signal. Glad you did. I'm not sure we could have handled this many by ourselves. It's good of you to come. I'm sorry you didn't know about the situation before you arrived. You're a backup, right? Yes, we're your backup. <laughs> Please get me off of this. There's a, there's a pause. It looks like we are now. The Mandalorian kind of picks up on that. It's like, interesting. You weren't sent here by the general? What general? Interesting. Um... We need to get out of this area. They're going to come back in greater numbers pretty quick. They're still here. One of them's climbing up. Yeah, there is one, like, just climbing up the landing here, making hissing noises. I, like, shoot it in the arm. It's yeah, it'll fall it'll off. Fine. It just, yeah. It'll it's, scurry it's away. It's climbing back up. I assume there's somewhere it's... nearby we can land our ships. Hmm, he's thinking. Or the Mandalorian is thinking and looking around. There's an area you can land your X-Wings or your ships, but it won't be near the base. We'll have to escort you from there. Well, we'll take what we can get. He nods, this is the way. And uh, if you know anything about Mandalorians, because you do, because you're a Mandalorian, the markings make it look like they might be a derivative chapter house of the Children of the Watch. Yeah. Which are famous for being those freaks that don't take their helmets off. We'll try not to hold it against him. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't kink shame. It's fine. <laughs> Nah. Yeah, they, they give you coordinates and, like, take off. I guess we will uh, head that way. Yeah, he, mm-hmm. he'll be there when you arrive. Uh, it's a flat plane that has uh, sort of like an indented canyon you can sort of drive into and park. 
Um, there isn't a lot of signs that people have been here recently, but it looks like metal has been laid down on the floor and some of the cave has been reinforced. It's just iced over over time. I don't believe I had the chance to introduce myself. I'm Kess, I'm Kess Eldar. And these are... I, I allow you guys to introduce yourselves. I am Lamnar. I'm Stitch, the medical droid assistant. Mandalorian nods. I'm Wayfarer. I'm from uh, no, I'm from the Seekers of the Prophets. Guess uh, like, you know, does a little a little bow thing. Yeah, he like gives you like a salute. I salute back. <laughs> clink clink. We have a precarious situation back at the base. Um, some time ago, the the local inhabitants turned strange, and they began to siege our our living conditions and our tunnels. We haven't been able to really get back inside, and we know those that are left inside are have gone into total lockdown. There's a few of us out here, and we're coordinating with the general through communication systems that were left behind from our initial colonization. But he looks like he's trying to find a way to explain it. It's like we're under siege from a threat we don't understand. Well, maybe we can. Perhaps we can help. Who is this general? General Kalani. Um, we reached out to him when the situation started to first happen. He's an old contact we have from the war. We heard we were, were looking for a famous general that was in this area. Apparently he was well known during the Clone War era. The name Kalani rings a bell to some of you if you know anything about the Clone Wars. And he was a famous Clone War general, but he was on the Separatist side. It doesn't... It doesn't ring a bell. No, it doesn't ring a bell, you robot. I, I, <laughs> they, they removed those memories when they rebuilt you. <laughs> they absolutely did. Like five mind wipes since then. It's it's gone. Right. Like Nixon's tapes. <laughs> I don't know if I the name specifically enough to like say, know anything identifying, but I probably have like her. If someone says he fought, he was in the Clone Wars. I'd probably you know remember the name at least. His name is as infamous as Admiral Trenches, and Admiral Trench was like a fairly famous military leader. You know, yeah. it's like hearing about Rommel. Wasn't Kalani that droid commander? Is that out of character or in character? Uh, in character. Uh, the Mandalorian nods. You know your history well. Yes, I worked at the Camino clone facility. I heard of this. Well, we would learn here about the memorable members of the opposition. Mandalorian nods. He's well decorated. The droid is well decorated. We were lucky that they were able to come to provide assistance. It's impressive that they allow a droid to serve in a leadership position. <laughs> Mandalorian the- nods. I mean, <laughs> he agrees. I mean, we have the clones serving in leadership positions. A lot the of Mandalorian nods. There. He agrees. <laughs> <laughs> So is getting into the base an option for us since they're in lockdown, or are we stuck outside and having to solve their problems for them? He shakes Is there any way that we can... Can we act as a proxy for them to assist you? We can't get into the base, and the the threat is starting to find ways to tunnel into the support structures we've built. We don't know how much more we can fall back. We've lost access to our ships to leave the planet as we park them. We, we We dry dock them in areas far away from our main living conditions we don't want the empire to find us and you know orbitally bombard us what we need is either a way to deal with these creatures or a way to neutralize them from their source 
or we need some sort of corridor built that allow us to evacuate our, our vulnerable members of our chapter house to our vessel so we can take off and find a new place to settle. If only we had a dwarf. They are the dwarf playbook. I was debating playing a dwarf at the beginning of this. The, the, the seekers of, or what was it? The prophets of the way. What did I just call these people? Seekers of the prophet, seeker of the prophets. I shouldn't have done that because there's another faction called the seekers. That's how great I am at this. <laughs> the seekers <laughs> of the prophet are technically the dwarf in this game. <laughs> shouldn't have done that. That's what that's Devin for you. <laughs> On the ball, Devin. It, it's already canon. We can't go back now. No, I'm not going to. No that takes. It. No take backs. I'm not going to remember to edit this in six months. Are you dr- Are you on spice? No, I didn't say edit it. I just meant we can't take it back. We can't change anything. It's canon now. Don't worry. I'll, Star Wars. I'll make do. <laughs> I'll make it work. If we learn anything from Maul, is that, you know, fuck canon. He died like three times over. And he's still right? a cameo. It just keeps happening. Just constant retcon. He just wants it to stop. How many different yeah. sets of legs can we give Darth Maul? <laughs> Guys, I know I'm cool, but... Right? So... Uh, Humans, human centipede, but Darth Maul is in it. Oh, this is the problem the Seekers of the Prophets have. Most of their people are... I say most. A lot of their people are trapped. Yeah, their whole happen. underground culture basically can't leave the planet and get to their ships. Like, they're too pushed back. Too many of their tunnels and caves have fallen to zombies uh, that they can't push back. So is their ship right here in this cave or somewhere else? He brings up a hollow map from a wrist computer and it shows the planet. It shows where you are, shows where their base is. And then, all, and then on the other side of the equator, a real long distance away is where they buried and dry docked their vessels. Gotcha. So they need to get their people out of the mountain and all the way over there. But there's yeah. lots of zombies between us and them and them and the ship. Yeah. On what foot, if we... that'd be like a three month trek. Oh, so uh, like, Droid looks slowly back at the X-Wings and says, what if we go to the vessels and bring them here? The Mandalorian nods. Like, that is a plan we're looking into, but we dry dock to those ships. He, he, he looks... He looks like he's not happy with the fact that they did this. But like, they were dry docked and mothballed 30, 40 years ago. They need work to be brought back up to functionality. I see. We had to take parts. We had to take critical parts out of them so that we could first build the initial colony. So you were building a colony here on Hoth. Yes. We always intended to bring the ships back up to working order in case of a quick escape. But he looks at the black holes and the fact that you're a separatist battle droid. Things sort of got away from us when the Clone Wars began. It just totally doesn't even like. I, I understand. <laughs> like, things must be hard for you. <laughs> this is a very inhospitable world. And <laughs> How long well, would it take you to refit the ships if we were able to... With the away? proper parts, maybe a week? Hmm. Well, unfortunately, maybe, I don't know that we have the proper parts with us. Maybe we could jerry-rig the ship just to get them here, and then once they're here, we could then put the parts on the ships that we would need to get them... Uh, points up towards space. The Mandalorian looks, thinks about that. That could work. We would need a lot of support on the ships though. As soon as we start unloading people into them, we'd have to clear out a route from the interior caves to the vessels and make sure nothing crawls aboard. There is a, uh, 
there's a problem when these things take someone down. And he brings up his viewfinder because he he basically has a small scout droid that comes out of his backpack and it flies back, finally catches up with him and plugs into his backpack. And he brings up recorded footage of after you guys left. That dead Mandalorian on the ground starts to get up as if it's being pulled up like a puppet on strings, like using its legs and arms in the opposite ways you'd want them to before it snaps itself up and starts walking around, uh, making like a hissing, uh, malicious, like growling sound. What's animating them? We don't know. Is it? Hmm. We encountered a problem similar to this some years ago when um, a sorcerer and a clone from the Republic came here to take care of some issues of theirs. And they brought uh, they brought with them enemies. And those enemies acted a lot like this. You're saying this is magic. We're saying that we need to get rid of them. Hmm. Or at least get away from them. We don't know why it just started up. Only in the last maybe month or two has this started to become a real problem. Before, the local residents were actually quite peaceful and benign. Uh, some of them would even come to our base and trade with us. We, we were existing, we were having a coexistence with them. And then their dead started to rise. It sounds like an infection. Probably a disease. Definitely not zombieism. That's different. <laughs> This is an infection, clearly. Does the word zombies exist in Star Wars? Like, what is this? Zombies. Look, I think zombies, zombies do absolutely to, exist. It has to exist because the word angel exists. You know what? That's fair. Which I'm going to use that right now. It's like our uh, our our seer, like our, our our chapter leader. She says that this is a result of angel fall. Um, when the sorcerer and his clone came here, it was it, it coincided with an angel being killed in orbit and dropping onto the planet. We think its body froze, and recently it might have thawed due to changing weather conditions, releasing this curse upon the, the world. Now, when you say angel, <laughs> are we talking energy being? Creature with wings? He, not, he shakes his head. This was before my time. I only know the stories and the, the, the sort of scald uh, tales. Uh, a creature from beyond the stars that's eternally hungry and would hunt for ships. Oh, that kind. All right. Like a space slug? It, it just... It, the Mandalorian just doesn't have anything for you on that. It doesn't have a picture. <laughs> I've never I, seen I, it. They didn't take tissue like, samples. Yeah, I, 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 <laughs> Stitch shrugs too. Like, eh. It doesn't really matter. Right. They're here now. <laughs> Look, they're dealing with zombie teddy bears. This is a very hard situation for them. They're going to start starving soon. <laughs> he says, like, or he says, like, they're here. It doesn't matter. They're here now. And then, like, points, and, like, there's some coming this way. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. Like, use that Mandalorian. <laughs> he's off in the distance, and he's, like, running to you at full tilt. Like, he's maybe 20 minutes out. Oh, the, the the dead one. Yeah, that dead Mandalorian. Yeah. He's he's just coming yeah. at you as fast as he uh, will go. Like I uh, I try to shoot its knee. <laughs> it's, it's it's really far well, away. Well, okay, okay, okay. Twenty minutes have... at, at a zombie that never tires Ooh. running at top speed over a flat plane. That's how mm-hmm. far away it is. Oh, through snow, so snow will slow it down a bit too. <laughs> oh, never mind. These aren't the infected. These are ragers. <laughs> They're completely different. Can't. How many people can we fit inside one X-wing if Two. we were to squeeze? Yes. So can we just start ferrying some people over to the dry docks? We have five hundred people in our colony. Yes, but how much do we need to get one of them started? 
Because if you get one ship started, we can sort of just carry more people back. We require moving the parts, and the parts are embedded in our colony right now at a place, and he points to himself, that I can't get to. No, but as you said, we can sort of just carry one of these ships to come here, or to come to another location, which then can be properly fixed. Wait. Did you take all of the same parts out of all of the ships? We needed oxygen recyclers, life support systems, and uh, hyperdrives for the f- for for the power systems. We were gonna replace them. Oxygen, and then the war oh, came. Wait, and power reserves? The, the the entire power system for the life support. Oh wait, no, that's important. Okay. <laughs> I was saying if I could, if we could just you know, cannibalize one of your other ships to make one of the others work. These... That would still require many people. These corpses, they seem to... When we they, when we saw them, they didn't go after you, Stitch. They didn't go after you, uh, Kess. They went after me. Because I looked, I looked down at myself. You I still was, have a wound, what, by the way. Yeah, yeah, that needs to be patched up. Uh, the, Mandal- <laughs> the Mandalorian gives you a, a, a back to patch <laughs> to kind of put over top and seal that. Okay, so do I remove the damage from my stat or no? No, no, you're still damaged, but you're no longer leaving a scent. All right. When the back to patch they- goes on, it superheats and actually seals the wound and kind of builds like a, like a scaffolding net of like bio goo inside of it, which also cuts off the smell because you're leaving a smell. Nice. Were they tracking by heat, by scent, by uh, what flesh? We think Why that they, they can. Me? We think that they can detect heat changes because of the ice, and we think that they can smell uh, blood. Can we create a distraction then? Sort of, sort of lead them off away from the dry docks. He nods. That that could work. There are local creatures here, um, uh, bipeds that we use for as pack animals, tauntauns. We distract them with a, f- with a bunch of tauntauns. You might have time to get people to the ship and fix it and fix them. But we need you need the parts. Hoth isn't. We're not the only ones inhabiting Hoth. People come and go here all the time. It's sort of a planet where people who don't want to be found end up. Perhaps, he says, kind of really reaching here, perhaps there's a ship that we could use to like salvage, like, like, like a crashed vessel. During the Clone Wars, uh, at least one or two separatist ships came down here. We don't really know where they are. We don't travel that far around the planet. I don't know. Separatist technology is a little old and outdated. Would the general know where they came down? The general doesn't know, doesn't have any of, any of that information, or hasn't volunteered it. They weren't in this theater of combat, apparently. Mm-hmm. I'm mostly just trying to figure out like what we ought to do first. We should probably establish contact with those inside so that they know that we're here. If they have any ideas, they can share them with us, and we can go from there. At least then they could start to dismantle the equipment inside and prepare it for transport. I can send that message out and update them that we have help out here. Is there an Empire presence on Hoth right now? Yes, but I don't know how to articulate that to you. Oh, wait, 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 wait. What empire do you mean? Do you mean the Galactic Empire? With the yeah, so like the, the, an the imperial uh, presence, the, not an the empire. official empire. No, there are there is no imp presence here. Okay. Hmm. There is a spider and snake presence here, obviously. There are always yeah. going to be applications you're at. Yes, but we're not aware of that at the moment. 
Well, do we want to see if we can track down any Separatist vessels, salvage some parts from them, and use them to get one of the bigger ships back here? All right. Uh, he'll basically get into one of your X-Wings with you and like guide you to where their communications tower is. So we can scene swipe there. Not in a scene swipe where you lose web, though. Don't worry about that. That's not what this is happening. <laughs> I, uh, okay. I, uh, not that scene swipe. Since, since we went over the only two people can fit in X-Wing, I should probably mention that I have a companion with me. Oh, yeah, he's over there. Well, well, no, because it's you and your companion, and that's one X-Wing full, and then there's a second X-Wing for the and that's empty, and then the droid has his own X-Wing that also has an empty slot, so the Mandalorian can go in with either the droid or the Kaminoan. Yeah. Just, yeah. Just, my, it's like, I forgot that, yeah, like she's here, I should probably so. bring that up. Okay, the box of bugs does not take up that Yeah, much I know, space. that's what I'm saying, it doesn't take up space at all, so I have room of mine. All right. It's a box of bugs in your glove box. Well, it's in, a small in, nanobot swarm. I call it AU, but it's essentially a box of bugs. Yeah, in in, awesome. the, uh, in the prequel game, Ian's playing the spider, and he's playing an actual spider, the Harch race with Admiral Trenches, like a giant woolly tarantula, and he literally just has a box of spiders. They're spiders. <laughs> like, he let them loose on their ship, and, like, they're in people's beds, they're in the food dispensers, they're everywhere. Oh, no. It's, a, it's bad. <laughs> but yeah, the Mandalorian says this is the way. Star wipe again, and you're on top of a mountainous location with a clear satellite dish looking, you know, 1980s alien, Star Wars-y, retro, futuristic, grungy, World War-style tech. Uh, you know, it's a big, fun-looking, you know, set that you'd love to remake in your room or, you know, do a model of. And he hooks up and tries to tune into uh, the base below. Uh, you do. He does not have sole use of this. You guys can start using this dish to see if you can find a down ship. As he fills them in. Okay. All right. I'll get on that and start looking for the ship. All right. So you have a ship that crashed. You have this satellite. You have your X wings, which of course can take to the sky and provide triangulation sources. So without leading you on too hard, I'm assuming you might want to do a flyover of the planet while you use the satellite dish as like the, the 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 triangulation point and see if you can't find. Evidence of a ship? Yeah, I'll do a flyover, and then you can you can be. Uh... Who would like to take charge of the look closely? And since you're all working together on this, clearly doing the same goddamn thing as a group, you get hope. I'll uh, I'll do so because I'm te- I'm technic I'm technologically sophisticated. Yeah, he's running the so, scan. I'm just kind of yeah moving the yeah. antenna. Around. And if you're if you're an oom unit, you used to be a comms unit, so it'll just come naturally to you. I'm not an oom unit. Uh, oh no! Wait, who's? Oh, I, I, I got it switched up in my brain. Oops. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> this is going to happen a lot. Sorry. This is just, no, no. This is just who I am as a person. Uh, all right, I'm going to be on the. I, I'm just basically fiddling around with the satellite and on the. Like, should I be on the the X-wing or fiddling around with the satellite here? The satellite's the big impressive piece of tech. Yeah, so that's the one I'll be playing around with, trying the to... The X-Wings are technically horses, as far as Fellowship is concerned. <laughs> so I am hitting a bunch of buttons and making a lot of noise. And You're plugging into scanners. manual ports that have, like, clicking and turning motions. It looks real great. He's reaching across this these big, you know, panels full of buttons with his long Kaminoan arms. Right, like manual toggles that have ratcheting on them and buttons you have to hold in to move the handle. Oh, it's just great set design. Yep, yep. Flipping all those switches. All right, let's roll and see what we get. And you have hope. so Which means 3d6, uh, keep the highest two. Okay, I rolled a seven. 
with plus my sense is nine. All right. So you got a nine or lower, which means you can ask three questions from the little closely list and one of them will be the hard way. So just ask me the three questions. Other people can kind of suggest stuff and then whatnot. And then we got to figure out what is the hard way and that's it. Okay. Uh, and like, you don't have to exactly use those questions. They're kind of like a guiding line. Yeah. Okay. Should I, first question should obviously be, are there any crash chips we can use for salvage? Okay. What's the, the next one going to be, you know, depending on the answer clearly. Uh, is there something hidden out or out of place? If so, what looks suspicious? Okay. And any suggestions for the last one, guys? You know what? Let's. You're definitely going to find a ship. So why maybe what will happen if I and insert like I don't know, try to contact it or something, something. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what'll happen if we go to that ship? Perfect. Okay. Your scanners indicate uh, that there that there is indeed some ships nearby, and I'll get those in a sec. The hidden or out of place thing um, nearby, where you can kind of clearly see the Mandalorian, uh, like the Prophet Enclave underneath, underneath the ice. It's actually pretty far down, and there's a lot of collapsed tunnels that your 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 echolocation scans are basically picking up, your geo scans, and you can pick up life signs in there, and also movement that's moving through the tunnels and stuff that aren't life signs. Oh no. Um, but nearby, there is a massive heat signature. It's much deeper than the Mandalorian uh, compound, and it's not under it. It's just nearby and has clear tunnels built into it. It's a massive hole. It has a heat signature that just covers the whole area, and there's movement coming in and out of it. And on the surface, on like an outcropping of like raised stone, there's a landed troop carrier. Not like okay. a crashed one? No, landed. Uh-oh. I, uh, when I detect that, I turn to Wayfarer and I say, "There, the satellite indicates that there's a troop carrier landed in a massive hole nearby. Do you know, is that yours? I, I don't know anything about it. None of our vessels are above ground. We need to avoid the Empire. It's probably one of the people who want to be avoided. Or want to avoid the Empire. To be fair, those are usually spice smugglers, so it's okay to kill them. The Wayfarer says. <laughs> Like it's legally no, that's okay. confirmed. I, I mean, yeah, but there's Ethically also a, as well. They're also nearby. I'm a, a, I'm a doctor. I can make that call. <laughs> they're also nearby a big heat signature. You know, uh, what seems to be like a tunnel or a hole or a cave. Do you kind of like? Can you like look at the monitor with you? Yeah, I, I show them. He pulls it up on hollow. Right. Well, he just moves over to the screen you're at because it's a big CRT, like like green line alien screen. And he looks at it. He's like, that location lines up with the fur with one of the furling communes. Are there survivors? Perhaps. I don't know. Some of there are some heat signatures there from your scans, but we've never detected anything like this before, and our systems have largely been down since we lost access to the surface. What's happening there? Should we investigate, or should we look for another ship? I do have one less occupied. Which one of those did we find out the hard way? I haven't brought that in yet. Okay, mm -hmm. just making sure. I'll try to, but sometimes the hard way just doesn't work, by the way. Sometimes I just don't bring it up the hard way, just because it doesn't fit yeah. in. I have an idea for how to bring it up the hard way. Well, I am always open to suggestions because Fellowship is a collaborative game where no one has authority over it and everyone's an equal. So go ahead, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> so since there, was oh, a, no. since there was a law in the action, then maybe the hard way was that, <laughs> you know, over the crashed ship, there is a smaller, you know, personal transport, and that's where my character could come in. 
because they're here. Oh, do you right. want to do you want to move the scene to your character? I mean, it could be when the group gets there. They're like, oh, sure. he's already there. Sure, sure, sure. Well, it's... I'd have to fill you in once we put the spotlight to you. So let me know when you want to come on scene, so I can give you, uh, you know, uh, in media res background. Sure. So probably like you know, once we actually go there. So in the meantime, what's your other question, guys? I answered them all. It was, oh, what will happen if you go there? Um, if you go there, you will find the ship you're looking for. That is the truthful answer. You will find everything you're looking for if you go there. <laughs> okay. Look, sometimes well, I'm not on my A game. I'm only human. All right. We'll find all the parts we want if we go to that crash ship. I mean, I described that satellite dish really well. Come on. Yeah, like, like you know, we'll we'll get the thing we need to move the story along. Exactly. But we gotta go there. Yeah. Well, I guess we should uh, probably make our way there. In that case, I mean, also, you've been real friendly with this guy. Does anyone want to like talk to him? Yeah, I want to make a bond. Yeah, there it is. I want to. I want a bond. Give you a bond. Okay. Right, do something that would like in the movie be like him being like, "What a good droid" or something. Like, just be like, "Yeah, I don't know." Throw something at me, man. Uh, it, it, like makes remarks like you know, um, like I I really hope that your people are okay in there. Like I I'm looking forward to meeting them and like are, do they have do they need medical assistance? Do you know I can I can help them? <laughs> You're a very helpful droid. Thank you. I uh, I'm worried about my brothers and sisters. They uh, they haven't seen me in a few months since I've been I've been topside. I haven't been able to talk then to them very often. Then it, let's get you home. He nods. You can forge a bond with him. I'm doing it. I'm forging a bond. But you can't take him as a companion unless someone else forges a, a bond with him. Then, then they become your companion. Now, now I spend that bond as a precious thing. To <laughs> a, a companion. I thought you couldn't take companions. <laughs> no, to uh, to make him one of your companions. Oh. <laughs> also, you guys don't have to do that. You can just forge a bond with him. You can do it whenever you did or share something together and be friends. Yeah, I was yeah. I was going to wait a little bit before I did, but um, what's what's this person's name again? Did someone write it down on the scratch pad? Wayfarer. Wayfarer? Uh, I have it all written down on a notepad. I can put it all in the scratch pad, too. Do, do, yeah. Do. yeah, Wayfarer. That's why I have an NPC section. Mm-hmm. Wayfarer. Helpful droid. Perfect. Look at that. Look at all the friends we're making. <laughs> the one friend. Uh, if you get him as a companion, he has one stat, and that stat is, this is the way. <laughs> Excellent. If you go on a if you go on a loyalty mission with him, he'll get a second stat called uh, Profit, because that's what his chapter house is. So you get the basic Mandalorian stat, then you get his chapter house specific stat, and then his last loyalty mission where you where you max him out, he gets his final unique character bonus. (laughs) I can fly. I got that special link, which I'm not sure what it is yet because we don't know who he is yet. Okay. All right, you guys are going to head to the ship. Probably. Uh... So should we go in guns blazing? <laughs> uh, like, camera zooms out to the X-Wing bristling with weapons. <laughs> the horse bristling with weapons. <laughs> nice. I guess that'd be like taping knives to the horse. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, we got the, like, the... This, this was probably in for repairs yeah. and they didn't bother putting the guns back on. No, like, no, we don't have torpedoes. You absolutely were given surplus equipment because they are they're hurting for gear. They were really yeah. hoping that Kashyyyk thing would go different before Saw fucked it up good. You know, like he does. 
If someone is interested in hearing the story of Saw Gurion Kashyyyk, please pl play the video game Jedi Fallen Order, where that exact thing plays out. Yep. But yeah, I think probably would want to try to uh, at least approach it stealthily <laughs> so that we don't get blown out of the sky. Yes. Okay, so you're going to go on scene to the, uh, the, the landed ship. So I want to know how exactly you guys want to pull this off. I mean, I know the elf playbook has a cloaking device, and that's Funzo. Um, but you guys can kind of do it however you want, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm, All right. I'm, I'm picturing us. You know, we're on. We're, we're doing we're doing the Hansel and Hoth thing where we're peering over a cliff through binoculars yeah. down. A Oh yeah, it's real radical. You guys are looking down at the ship, which I'll describe in a sec, but also every once in a while you look, like you move the binoculars kind of away to like 180 degrees away and then off into the distance, because in the far horizon you can see that same Mandalorian running in a straight line. Someone just makes a good sound. We're going to have to go... Mandos really have no gift, do they? We're going to have to go dismember that one and take his armor back so we can return to his family. Yeah, you're going to want to take a chainsaw to it because it is a deadite. Uh, that's kind of the, the the other shoe I've been holding. If the listeners have heard the prequel to this game, Pitch Black, it's definitely a deadite. It definitely went bad and got inside his hand. It's okay. I don't have a chainsaw, but I have a vibro knife. That's basically the same thing. That is exactly the same thing, but knife-sized, which makes it even more intimate. <laughs> Jesus. So you were saying something about some actual story for me. Yeah, so we will rewind it a bit. Um, and you're here, right? You came along with the Empire for this, Pete. That's yep. what your hard way is? Yep. Okay. Here. You are sitting in a troop transport, much like the one from Force Awakens where the stormtroopers are on. The lights are off except for red lights, so everyone's you know night vision keeps on because the, the Empire is a nightmare. Um, so there's like flashing red lights and it glints off armor. The armor is black. It looks like a modified clone trooper armor. That's just been kind of given a more angular right angle design. So just polygonized clone trooper armor and paint it black. And that's kind of what you're looking at here. Um, so the red light flashes off of their various helmet faces. Some of them have like handprints on them. Some of them have like markings. Some of them have like parts drilled into the helmet to customize it. And the very last face it glints off of is yours. Your dead skeleton's uh, face with its glowing red cyber eye looking out under a Darth Maul had a hood. So I'm going to say a hood. Sure. Okay. There's a small alarm going off as uh, you're getting ready to make planet fall and the door at the end of the cockpit opens up and Tora Pano strides out. Tora Pano looks like a woman in her probably early to mid forties at this point. She wears uh, Jedi clothing, like, you know, the, the, the old Clone Wars style armor, but it's been painted black. She has a cloak on. Uh, it conceals her face. She has red hair, green eyes, and one side of her face has been blown open and replaced with a complicated uh, droid prosthetic, which you can tell creeps into her brain because she probably has brain damage. Um, she doesn't carry a lightsaber on her at all because she doesn't need that. And uh, she just walks forward, ignoring the troopers directly to where you are and uh, sits down beside you, crossing her arms, uh, listening to the clicking sound inside her brain, which is audible. You can audibly hear her thinking with those processes. <laughs> so what do we expect on this planet? Trouble. Trouble and death and silence and darkness. Okay. That's a good start. 
We'll do just staring in. straight ahead out the view window as the dead uh, void of space, which always frames those two black holes, which are dragging in the stars and like the image graphics of the planets slowly gives away, even though the black holes stay there as the darkness turns white and blue and lightens up as you come into planet fall. And she's just, her gaze is locked in on it. Flicking. <laughs> yep. You, you were saying. So what do we have to gain from this? A very long time ago, a group of Jedi came here and caused some trouble, and they left something behind that I want. Okay, so come in, get that thing, and get out of here. Be careful. This planet is full of annoying creatures and Mandalorians. If they give us any trouble, kill them all. We'll put a boot to them. I don't have time for their stupid religions. Don't she turns to you, she actually looks at you. If something approaches you, don't let it get its mouth on you. Sure. I'll cut it down. She just stares back out. The ship eventually lands, the troops get out and start walking. They have weird backpacks on that have hoses that go into like their legs and arms. Some of the soldiers, when they move, they have like spasms, like their arms will like flip back to them and like they'll have like a seizure for a moment and they'll just keep walking. Um there's a large casket that's wheeled out that's bigger than the troops, like a like like maybe two men large that is just put on the ground and it has markings on it that basically indicate that this is one of Torah's resources and not to touch it. And uh, it has beeping and hissing going on like a, uh, like a respiratory system. And that's just planted in the ice as she starts looking over uh, what's going down below. I came to this planet a few months ago to find my, uh, to find what I was looking for. Unfortunately, it set off a chain of events that have made gaining, getting to the asset precarious. The asset is mobile it is malicious, it is intelligent, and we need to trap it. So a hunt. Yes. After a while, and she gestures to the troops, it's going to hunt them. If it catches one of them, it'll get inside of it, and then we have it. As you know, know very well, the uh, spider and snake armor that Maul equips his Crimson Dawn experiments with has a lockdown system that seizes up the armor. It's like a series of uh, impact fluid that allows them to survive re-entry, but also can rapidly uh, harden into uh, Durasteel, much like those grappling ropes you were using earlier. <laughs> Liquid metal. Yep. So set the bait, trap it, extract it. Yes. Sounds simple enough. There's some work I have to take care of here. And the closer I am to this, the more difficult it will be to trap it. You're not as, and you can actually tell from the way that her brain grinds out some clicking <laughs> sounds that she's not trying to insult you and trying to find the nice way to say, it, but it's been a very long time since Tora's been a nice person. You're not as, you're not as much of a motivated target for this creature. It looks out for things strong in the force, but we have a backup uh, objective that I'm going to be looking into. Make sure the ship, the transport stays safe. You don't want to be here after dark. Dark lasts a month. And she points to the wall of the storm, and it's coming. So she just starts walking off in one direction with um, the, that big casket is following her on gravity, and she just disappears into the snow after a while. 
with that black casket beefing red uh, rhythmically in the distance, like a, like a flare almost, uh, giving her an outline until slowly she disappears as a shadow into the wall of snow. Okay. So that catches you up, Peter, to when the rest of the group was about to arrive on scene. Yep. So what do they see when they get here? Uh, your transport ship on that ice plateau, uh, drag lines that are quickly being filled in that lead off into nowhere. And I guess, depending on how far along you've gotten, those troopers are starting to go near like open vents that give off, and this is weird, steam uh, that look you know bigger than a man sized, like actual caves and have like markings and claw marks on them. And they're just kind of meandering around waiting for your orders because Tora didn't give them orders and they don't know why they're here. I guess they're here to escort you and Tora, but you're here. So I guess you were all here to escort Tora. So they're just going to meander around waiting for her to come back. They don't really know what's happening. Hmm. So she indicate where that thing's inside those vents down below or somewhere else? She did. She indicated that you landed near it. She gave you a breakdown of like big heat signature, things crawling below and stuff. And uh, her advice is if something interesting doesn't happen after a while, if you meandering about the mouth of the cave to start making an expedition inward and just cover yourself and make sure not too many of the troopers die before they can be used as a snare. Okay. Well, I guess I'll just tell the two, I know, setting some, I know, traps on the entrances to those vents in case something gets out of there. Okay, you have two groups of soldiers with you, uh, by the way, without even having to, because Peter can damage himself to bring up threats, but you have been given uh, two groups of basic soldiers. Nice. Okay, so, yeah, I tell them to start, you know, sapping the entrances and so on. They, uh, they obey without question. Good loyal troops. Yeah. Cannon fodder. Right? Uh, so this scene is playing out before you. You see people trapping the ice flow. And a guy in a cloak looking on. It looks like they're distracted by whatever's in the cave. Maybe we can sneak on board the ship. Well, they're not paying attention. I mean, we're trying to dismantle the ship for parts we can use. I don't think a, you know, hyperdrive is going to be easy to sneak out of there. But, but if we sneak the whole ship, yeah, he, he motions to the ship. It comes with it. It comes with its own transport. Oh, yes. Sorry, misunderstood. Yeah, we can steal the ship. <laughs> that works. We may want to yes, leave the tracking beacon dev- behind, though. The tracking beacon is built into the hyperdrive because shipbuilders aren't idiots. Mm-hmm. You have to actually spend time to disable that. Much like the same way you have to spend time buzzing off the serial numbers of your gun or making your computer not trackable on the dark net. It's not just a button you hit. Yeah. You live in a surveillance we'll, state. We'll, that's, that's... We'll, uh, we'll count on the ingenuity of the Mandalorians and my helpful hands to make sure that we can solve this problem before that it catches up to well, us. Well, so hope that, you know, we'll steal the ship <laughs> and what are we going to follow you guys with? I know. Oh yeah, you you is there? So I thought there was a troop transport and a personal transport that belonged to you. Or did you come come in the same ship? It's one ship. But they have unloaded speeders, some barricades, and some equipment. You know, just because why wouldn't they unload some equipment here? That's that's how it works. It's an operation, right? Like they have they had to put out generators to recharge their armor if they meander too long because those armors don't run forever. They do, but you know, for you know. For intense, not right now. 
Yeah. It, it, if this was RimWorld it, and you were in charge of these troops, their armor would eventually lose charge. But this is a movie and these guys are going to be murdered and they're kind of Nazis, so it's okay. So their armor won't ever lose charge. To clarify, because okay. I think there's a bit of confusion here. Did you land on a crash ship with, or did you land in a place and we're here to steal your ship? They are here, you were here to steal Peter's ship and leave him on this uh, barren hellball. Yeah, okay. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, and also strand for Anno we... and make her a personal enemy. Did you say bond? Yeah, got it. <laughs> Give me that bond. Give me that bond. <laughs> bond, I stole your ship one time. <laughs> I just got real mad. Right. <laughs> bond, everyone gets one. <laughs> Uh, well, my armor has a, has a cloak. It won't last for all that long, but it should be enough to get me onto the ship. I don't know if that's safe. Mm. Looks like there's a lull in the action coming up. Yeah, I I think we should. This is me being like, Wait. if the group has other ideas, throw them out. Otherwise, yeah. I'll try to sneak on. <laughs> I we have, can either sit here and, and, and plan I, uh, this out forever. I uh, take out a jar or a canister from my pack and open it up, and a little cloud of robots start flying out and swarming around me. And they it, just like, in my mind, into the jar. In my mind, your swarm of robots looks like teeny tiny Imperial probe droids. Like, uh, like, like, but they're much more simple, like low polygon because they don't want to render that many in the game engine. So they're a sphere. They have the eye. They have the little tiny, like, uh, scissors and like, you know, cut open your eyeball claws hanging down from them, but they're much more easy to detail and print out on a 3d printer. And they're just floating. They're they're making a little tiny childlike babbling sound that the big ones make, you know, the sound on the frim frim. Yeah. Yeah. And I just start like, I just start like. Not, I started like trying to scratch them, but it's a cloud, but they seem to enjoy it anyway. Yeah, they do. They love but, interacting yeah. with you. They need stimulation like a dog because they're droids yeah, and yeah. droids are dogs. Some droids, though. Some dogs go to dog hell, though. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Slowly a picture of uh, IG-88 phases into screen. <laughs> phases out of screen. Uh, That's what you get for hacking a planet. So did do that. With the, the cloud of droids? I mainly use I mainly use AU here for hacking. So if we need to, you know, create a distraction, get something to sneak into that ship and spy for us, things of that nature. All right. So I'm going to ask you guys to give me a definitive plan right now, or I'm going to take it as a lonely action, and we'll I'll throw a cut at you guys, and that'll spice things up. I think. Yeah. So I want. I go want. Ahead, go ahead. <laughs> I, I, we can't be too polite. He'll do something bad. I to plan us. on sending AU to scout out the ship before we try and go in there, rather than having you, Kess, go in there with your stealth uh, okay. camouflage suit. All right, they're gonna go stealth it out. I'm not gonna make you use like a like a stat or anything just yet. What kind of information are you looking from them scouting it out? Uh, layout layout of the ship and the troops. You have the layout of the ship and the troops. You have it. That's just a, that's just something you can have. It's not. It's not a super large ship. I don't. I'm picturing. It right? carries two groups, so it, it carries like 15 people tops. Yeah. So okay. So like Millennium Falcon, if it wasn't like a just a straight up cargo ship. Exactly. It's more long and bus like. Again, okay. if you remember Force Awakens when Finn's on that trip with the other troopers and they land and it's a firefight, that kind of ship. But because it's a troop transport mm-hmm. and it's built for war and a bunch of other shit, it would be usable to scuttle it and get one of the other bigger ones up and running temporarily 
And like, it, it will be part of a chain of events that will lead you to getting a bunch of women and children out of a teddy bear zombie infestation. I'm, uh, I'm picturing right. the, the troop transports from the Mandalorian episode. Uh, I don't remember what they look like, but yes, yes. Yeah. Okay. So once we have, once I have that information, then, uh, Stitch will start like drawing the plan out in the snow. <laughs> I'll, um, I'll bring it up on my little wrist computer hologram projector. <laughs> that's better. <laughs> See you guys. I always forget we have those. This is. Are there any? Tr- we could just jump into the action and say that you guys planned all of this. Yeah, that's true. So okay, do did you want the do you want AU to do anything or? Uh... Well, while it's there, if it uh, well, we know where the troops are. Well, I want to know where the troops are to know if there's any inside the ship. No, no, also, inside the ship right now. Not even the also, pilot. Oh. The pilot has wandered away from the ship. He has walked um, kind of away from the rest of the group, and he is currently sitting down on the ground, cracking open a death stick and smoking it while snorting a bit of smi- spice. We get it. They're evil. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is Can I have AU sort of pilot the ship for us? So when we get on there, she can fly us fly away. cloud of nanobots, can he pilot the ship? Yeah, if I mean, yeah, they can, the consoles. they can push. Look, remember, nothing in Star Wars is digital. It's all analog. So your little robots could probably, with a lot of cartoonish effort, start pushing buttons and turning dials and get the ship up and running. Clearly, it's going to be turning themselves into a... What is, what is the little, little R2-D2's connect to the ship thing? Scomp link that that they, little probe. do a scomp link and just pilot the ship that way because apparently you can. Yeah, I, I was they can. Just... But your little droids don't have a scomp link. They're a bunch of little droids. A scomp link is a oh, big yeah. probe guy. Like I don't even think my guy has a scomp link. Uh, you, might, you know, no, they're, they're not every droid has Cause, them. Cause, it's a specialized. Tool. Yeah, because like, yeah, like a like a like what are they? Like R two has one because it has to. Yeah, yeah you the Kaminoan to plug into ships. Like, like you the Kaminoan, you have a scomp link that you use for slicing. Um, if you wanted your droids to have it, you would have to do something fun to give them an extra stat that says scomp link. Okay. Much okay, like how so... the Tinker playbook, when they get the robot butler, they can actually give it a third stat and change it out uh, during long rests to be different things, from like robot butler to maybe walking bomb to uh, a protocol droid, whatever you're looking for. Okay. I should, have, I should have hung out with your box of bugs so that I could get a bond with them and then just declare lore. Oh yeah, that they have a scum yeah, yeah, that would have worked. <laughs> you should have been more friends with them. Uh, all right, thanks. it's not my fault. We started with action, so, Devin. Look, not all our, not all droids are friends, okay? Yeah, not, not all, all droids know each, know each other. Yeah. Uh, okay. All right, so we know where all the troops are. We know the ship's empty. Can we just sneak in there and just? Well, when we get on the ship, the bots can start the engines. We can just get the heck out of there. I mean, I can get on the ship and then just fly over and pick you guys up. You can use your man hands to grab the controls and make the controls go. All right, even yeah. better. Yeah. Like, only one of us needs to get on the ship. So, and then we just have X-Wings. And there's three of us over here. Yeah. All right. I'll, we can pilot the X-Wings. So we don't... I'll just use my right, I'll, I'll, and get on the ship. you will stay on the ship to give you back up in case you need it. Okay, yeah. you activate your Predator tactical uh, cloaking device and it shimmers over you like a 1980s movie. You can't be seen except for all the times you can because they haven't edited it in post yet. And you stealthily, like a Mandalorian warrior, skirt your way through the snow, making sure to kind of walk into footprints that have already been left there so that you don't kind of, you know, reveal yourself. Uh, and stealthily make your way to the open troop transport. As this is happening back at the group... The, uh, the Mandalorian taps one of your shoulders. I guess by one of you, I mean the droid, because you made a bond with him. It's like, hey, uh, hey, little buddy. Yes? He points to the pilot who isn't there anymore. 
where uh, did anyone have eyes on the pilot? Yeah, you is did. he asking me? Yeah, or he's asking, asking all us? you guys. Yeah, uh, I think my my robot my my swarm did. Uh, I sent a message to AU saying with update status. They send you a visual log. The pilot's sitting there, leaning back, smoking a death stick. He throws out into the snow, and the snow he's thrown onto starts to shift a bit. And he looks, maybe like 30 seconds go by, and you see in the background the Mandalorian's walking by. And then he kind of just shrugs and like takes out another one and is about to light it, when he suddenly, as if taken by nothing at all, is being dragged feet first into the snow before he can even let a scream out. I was afraid of that. (laughs) We should get back to our next week. <laughs> and we're leaving. <laughs> hey, uh, as, as, Peter. As your doctors, I'm going to go. <laughs> Hey, Peter. Yes? One of your, not the pilot, you don't know about the pilot yet, but one of your troopers has not reported in. Oh, where have they gone now? Like the other ones that are part of his unit, because they're all, you know, they're, they're part of like a, they're tied into groups, like, you know, seven of nine, that sort of kind of naming convention. Uh, they approach like, we don't know where he is. Well, who's his body in his body system? Are they all they, they all look at each other and go, the pilot was his buddy. Okay, where's the pilot? They oh, he was over there getting high. Okay. I thought, you know, paging him on a comms link, you know, pilot, you know, come in. The radio clicks on and you hear static and then static and then rustling, and then the blood-curdlingness, loudest scream of a man calling for help as you hear squelching and chewing in the background. Well, Everyone, including the party, heard that one. <laughs> sounds like we have visitors. There's movement in the snow. Perfect. And the ice starts to rumble a bit. Hmm. <laughs> so, uh... Stitch is, is making its way back to uh, its X-Wing, okay. which is over there. We will now cut to the Mandalorian inside the ship. You hear the scream and the rumbling, like, you know, when it's right for you to be that when it lines up. But you get into the troop transport. Um, yeah, this is this is an Imperial transport. You recognize it. This is an imp vessel, but it's been clearly stolen. <laughs> like, the chain code on the vessel uh, it, it makes it seem like this is an Imperial ship that's been, like, you know, it's part of the fleet. Well, you know, I'm in a stolen ship, so when in Rome. <laughs> so I'll come in, come in here, and since he, the fellowship has ignored me, then I'll add a cut to this. This ship has been modified, so it has a physical key that, you know, it's kind of hard to hack unless you have something for this, and the pilot had it on him. So that's like... Uh-oh. That's a really good setup, Peter. Okay. Let's that really focuses the, uh, the objective here. Good one. If this was a game system where I could reward you for being creative, I would have. But it's not. Well, in that case, I'll, uh, I'm going to pull a little a high-tech gizmo off my belt. Ah. Uh, which is like a, a brute force hack thing, basically. Yes. Like, only one-time use, but it'll basically, like... Yeah, fair enough. Allow me to activate no, the yeah. engine and get the ship moving uh, without the key. Yeah, no, that's fine. You spend a resource, which is going to come back to bite you in the future. And uh, yeah, that's what we're looking for. See, that's what Peter and I are trying to do. We're trying to wear you down. We're playing both sides. I, I just take a little, like, it looks like a, one of those, like, you know, thermal detonator things, except it just stick it on the side of the console. It, like, lights up for in, a second and everything turns my, green. 
if you would allow me, I know you're coming lower, but, but in my mind, it looks like a scomp link, like the R2 link, and it has the detonator ball on it, and you just plug it in, and it starts making hissing and whirring sounds as it like brute force like hacks it and like heats up and expires because you burn out the tiny little droid brain in it. Yeah, it turns itself a bunch of times as it's doing this, and then yeah, like it was a droid brain, and its only purpose was to hack, and it basically is built to overclock itself so you get more oomph out of the the brain, and that kills it. And then I will, um, you know, close the doors and lift off. Okay, Peter, I'm going to let you know that your ship just locked itself <laughs> and it, the, the engine system is spooling up. And wouldn't you know it, no one has the key. <laughs> huh. Okay, who's taking it for the joyride? I know it's not the pilot. So I guess uh, I'm telling the troops to just, you know, get on it and, you know, jump onto the ship and try to get back into it. All right, they, they run straight at the ship and, like, throw themselves onto the hull and, like, grab onto it as you're about to take off and are, like, starting to crawl on and try to find, like, an entryway. Like, some of them are trying to crawl up into the landing gear. Will that stop me from just taking off and doing a barrel roll? Oh, you can barrel roll. You'll throw a bunch off. And if you close the landing gear, you'll probably cut a dude in half. But maybe some will get in. Yep. I'm going to put forward that perhaps you may want to try and overcome. Okay, okay. While you're doing that, because, you know, the, the result of that will probably be, like, you know, a continuation of the story, let's switch back to our uh, Kaminoan and droid friend real quick. So this is playing out before you. That ice rumbling is getting worse, and the ice is cracking as, like, parts of the ice are melting, and, like, a vent goes off, like a steam vent, and blows part of the ground open uh, with, like, steam and ice and water and teddy bears. okay airborne now and they're about to land all around you into the soft snow which will not impede them from being hungry for your eyes let me know when to cut in with the overcome Uh, time to get out of here yep uh, time to get out of here and I grab stitch and we book it okay zombies are raining please don't leave me (laughs) zombies are raining all around you you guys will have to make a getaway but let's now cut back to the Mandalorian. What did you get on your overcome? I got an 11. Hey, you did great. All right, you completely you know, deal with this threat. You spin the ship really hard. All those guys get thrown off the landing gear, like, you know, severs a dude, and he, like, falls missing an arm onto the ground. And a, as soon as that blood hits the snow, a bunch of heads turn, like, a, all the way around like an owl. It turns out that the troop transport wasn't as easy to get into as we thought it would be without <laughs> using the door. So uh, more things are crawling out of the ground now because there's blood on the ice. That's fun. Oh, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, I, uh, all right. To the getaway because you overcame that, and I'm presuming you're flying away, right? Yeah, like if I need, if I, I'm, I'm looking over, and if it looks like I need to make a brief stop to pick them up, then I will. But I think they're running for the X-wings. So okay, uh, then we will cut back to the getaway. How did you guys do on that? Uh, I have a one grace. You want me to roll it? Who would I like two? I yeah, I can just, I can just, I literally just picked you up and started running. So that's with hope. That sounds like you're getting vocal support from the droid you're saving. So let's see if you can get him out of there, <laughs> or something might grab it out of your hand. Uh, that would be a. I roll three, pick the two highest, right? That's right. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, that's a seven. Ooh, I rolled a okay. four, a one, and a one. I know that happens, right? Good thing you got hope. Yeah. <laughs> so uh what do you pick for getaway uh I, clearly i grab someone nearby and bring them with you i grab stitch <laughs> so you don't avoid any harm 
and you don't not draw any attention. So No, I think we're definitely uh, bringing attention. <laughs> so the harm that's coming your way is as you're running uh, to get to your X-Wing, you feel something grab you from behind, uh, Kaminoan, and you are dragged back, your heels digging into the snow, uh, and you are hurled onto the ice with your droid. Uh, no, wait, sorry, I'm sorry. You, you, got, you did get away. I'm getting ahead of myself. Sometimes no, no, that it's happens. Okay, it's okay. That didn't happen. It's, Retcon. We're well. Well, no, no. We're we're getting away. But this happens. <laughs> that's not the intent of the move. You you get to your X wings, but something bad happens. So you are getting away, yeah. running as fast as you can. And as it happens, you you suffer harm. And the harm is a piece of jagged metal from the ship that's in, that uh, the Mandalorian is currently flying tears off and, like a spear, rams into one of your X wings and uh, takes out an engine. Over on the top of the landing area, uh, like nearby, like like you know, maybe a twenty minute walk away, is a woman in a cloak with her hand out. You hear over your computer, <laughs> "I gave you one job." Yeah, I guess I don't respond to that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna leave that on red. Oh no! <laughs> don't worry. I will be providing you some backup. And you hear a clicking sound in the distance as that casket starts to open. <laughs> so uh, that's the damage you get from Getaway. You get to your X-Wings. One of them has been injured because it's a horse, and that horse probably died instead of you guys taking harm. You can uh, yep, you can leave the X-Wing behind. My, uh, oh, yeah, my companion yeah. will jump in one of yours. <laughs> and the Mandalorian yeah. has a jetpack. Oh yeah, that's true. He paid the extra three points when he was picking his army list to have a jetpack. Well, hold on, I Stitch jumps in the astromech slot. Yeah, that works. You can fit in there. <laughs> God, I know you're your battle droid, but it would have been really funny if you had just been an astromech as the squire. What? It fits so well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like it, its knees fold in. Is Clunk. Oh yeah, you can you can become a little cube, and you can just like put some webbing yeah. over yourself to lock you in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or like a telescope hatch. It's not good for hyperspace, but it works in yeah. atmosphere. Yeah. Oh boy, don't don't leave the atmosphere. No, fingers crossed. The ship we get onto isn't the, isn't the one with the cracked window shield. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I remember yours, Stitch, had that cracked. Let's say it was Stitches. <laughs> Just for yeah. oh, no. <laughs> so okay. that we can still use the other two. <laughs> Jagged metal goes into it. The engine blows up just a little, just enough. <laughs> uh, all right, so yeah, I start up the ship and try to get away with Stitch and Wayfinder. Uh, there's a there's uh, a hum coming through. Phones going off. Oh, sorry, that was mine. All right, so. <laughs> So, you're getting away in the transport ship. You have gotten on board your X-Wing. It is being swarmed by zombies because they're falling from the sky. Uh, there's a bunch of troopers that didn't try to jump on the ship that are opening fire at you now. Uh, and something is getting out of that uh, casket, you know, a fair distance away. But this thing is going to be fast. I don't like any of this. <laughs> you're one to talk. <laughs> yeah, sure. I'm already like, do you, uh, <laughs> Peter, do you got anything? You haven't made any actions just yet. And you're on scene, so I think you get actions. You get some of the spotlight, right? Uh, yeah, I guess. Um, All right, well, stop these assholes. I can't. I need to bleed more resources out of them. 
You can't, Devin. We got away. <laughs> well, you got to your ship, but now it's the uh, showdown. Actually, wait, wait. Uh, sorry, go on. Okay. So what's up? Um, um, I have nothing at this start, so. Damn. <laughs> you have moves. Maybe uh, finished. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, he does have an advantage. Do on you have it. a companion? <laughs> Well, since you guys were hurt by one of the threats and they did survive a scene, one of the Ewoks that, you know, had fled, uh, had bitten, you know, Lamnar, I guess, appears. All right, hurling. but I succeed in getting away, meaning that I spun another trap while doing so. Awesome. Which, seeing as there's now that zombie, that bit, the other zombie that tried to... Well, another zombie showed up to try and bite me what, in the leg. What happened pretty learned... specifically is you got into the cockpit and locked in, and uh, in the back behind your seat, one of those zombies crawls out. And uh, I turn around and like I learned my lesson from last time, and I activate one of my traps, which in this case, uh, the seat sort of ejects them yeah. out onto because I can throw, drop, or break. Yeah, yeah. can I throw them at void? Okay. Or they they just get thrown out of the ship. Is it is it that Mandalorian zombie? Did it finally make it here? No, it's an Ewok. Oh, so yeah, you uh, you get out of your chair and kind of like angle around and hit the eject button, and it throws that zombie out along with your chair, uh, and it just flies into the sky and it's gonna crash nearby. Someone right. else's problem. That uh that one armed uh 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 soldier gets up looks at you void and you can't see their face but you hear like a laugh and then it looks at the transport makes a sniffing noise and takes off at full speed perfect <laughs> uh oh it's a scratch and sniff hyperdrive uh in the distance something the... large in white armor is uh running towards the the scene something large in white armor yep Cool. Okay. Like, but you guys are flying away, so what it's, kind it's of not going to catch up. Okay, with you. Yeah. This is something that Peter sees because he's the only one left behind. Okay. 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 Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, yeah. So we like we're, we're flying away. Like. Um, yeah. We leave. You do. We're we're celebrating because we won. We did it. Nothing bad will ever happen again. All right. You make your way to the area where the ships <laughs> have been mothballed, which is you know a fair distance. Just but you have speed and you can use like space to do it. Uh, I'm going to say this is going to be a new scene. Okay. All right. So, whoop, scene swipes, which means pay a price refreshes. Yeah. Also, I, I would caution you guys against trying to fuck with Peter. He's a threat to the world. So acting against him means you have to pay a price. And by caution against, I mean fucking get into a fight with him. Pay all those prices. <laughs> yeah. Spend like, your resources. We will. I, I don't want to get into a fight with Peter the first time, but, you know, now he has a reason to, to hate us. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, although, uh, although, like, when, when uh, I want to say when the X-Wing is flying away, uh, the head swivels. Actually, I don't know if they, their heads swivel around, but it'll, 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 it'll turn around and, like, wave down at Peter's character. Nobody, nobody else can see because the way X-Wings are yeah, designed. You're, very, you can't see you're a very cheaply made action figure, so you don't have that much articulation. <laughs> yeah. It, uh, it does its best. It just waves back. Meh. So, Pete, as you see that happen, uh, all of your troopers get onto their speeder bikes that they unloaded smartly ahead of time, grab supplies, and take off. 
um, a big lumbering monster in white armor that looks like a clone trooper, but it has like parts welded to it and a lot of machinery just lumbers through. It looks like it's two men tall and a one and a half men wide. It just takes off in a straight line. That one-armed dead trooper is running after them too. Everyone is running after them. I guess I'll, you know, join in too on some speed there. Or actually, I take my X-Wing and put some buttons down and it just flies down on autopilot from the space. Yeah, that works. Yeah. Tora, uh, like, before you leave, she's like, after them, get our ship back. What do you think I was, you know, going to do? I'm letting you know that I'm staying here to take care of the rest of the mission. I think I can deal with this on my own. Sounds good. And get off. We plan to uh, to fix up the ships, the 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 dreadnought ships, and they come and find theirs on cinder blocks. Yeah. <laughs> right. So you land in the dry dock area. It's a large ice cave that's had a rectangular mouth carved out of it. It almost looks like with ship weapons, they like melted this thing out. Not just ice. Met a rock too, and then the molten rock was like recast all around it to give it support structure. So at first glance, it looks like a naturally occurring like right angle rectangle cut into this mountain that's kind of just half dipping out of the ground on an angle. But now you can see signs that this was forged, like it was shaped to look like this. And uh, yeah, there's a there's an ice mouth that basically covers it that you'll have to blow open. Um, this ship isn't equipped with weapons. Neither are the X-Wings. The Mandalorian turns to you guys. We were going to de-thought when we had the time. Um, hmm. Well, do you have the equipment to de-thought inside? In our base. (laughs) Can somebody come out of... No. All the tunnels are collapsed. Because they're dwarfs. uh, I'm going to be honest. I, I didn't know this was here. I, um, they were very vague on how this worked. Uh, it's before I was born. Shoot. Well, I guess we have ourselves a new ship, guys. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's a pause. And he says, I, I, I guess this isn't the time for to practice jokes. No. Uh, I, I, I feel like I always have to relearn them after every mind wipe. I'm wearing chuckles because comedy is funny. Yeah. Um. Well. Okay. Well, we might not need all of our X wings after we uh, get like. Are you? We have a ship. We maybe we can to blow it open. The Mandalorian kind of injector seats are there for a reason. The Mandalorian kind of nods. We could overload overload the hyperdrive. We're gonna want to be. Farther away when we do that. Well, it'll be it'll be fine. Just need something between us and it. All right, so you're gonna take some time. I'm hearing to moth to to mothball and strip down an X-wing and turn it into a bomb. And also, maybe that we can keep some of the spare parts from the X-wing, so we don't need to take quite as many from the uh, the transport ship, so that we won't be here as long. Hopefully, <laughs> right. I'll- I'll, I'll give you all a hand in doing this. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm going to say that it's going to take time to do this. And in that time, problems are going to start creeping on in, in waves. This is sort of an ad hoc set piece called uh, blowing up that door with a ship we're going to use as a bomb. And it has three parts. And each part is associated with a wave of conflict. The final wave will be Peter arriving on scene. Uh-oh. Oh, no. So you basically got to handle this until you can get the door open. Um 
I don't know what stats this set piece will have. I'm making it up as I go <laughs> along, but it probably has two stats. Okay. The first one is, okay, there are two stats this scene that you have to damage by making the appropriate actions or spending the appropriate resources. The first stat is disassembling an X-Wing. So whomever wants to tackle that, feel free. Until that stat is damaged, the X-Wing is not disassembled. The other stat is get everything to a safe distance so it doesn't get blown up in the future. Someone's going to have to take care of that by damaging the stat. Okay. Uh, the complication is going to be right off the bat, those zombies are riled up and they're going to start flooding in. One, uh, I'm going to say two groups of zombies. Not a gang, just a group, which means you don't need uh, area attacks to deal with them. Hmm. Mm. So here is currently what you're dealing with. Two groups of zombies while you have to damage those two stats. Oof. All right. Um, Let's go team. I would like to... I would like to help with the X-Wing so that I can steal a bond from whoever <laughs> I'm helping out. Um, I, and if I, if I, hmm? This is a new area, so I don't have any traps available at the moment. Yeah, unfortunately, this is directly a new set. But I'll let you know, Spider, uh, moving the ship to a safe place to damage that stat requires a getaway. Okay. Aw, aw, Great to know. All right. I can try to hold off the zombies for a little while. I can only really have one of them at a time, though, unfortunately. Okay. I uh, um, I can... My traps can affect up to three targets in a prepared area, but I don't have any of those, so... Well, once you move away, you'll have gotten a web that you can spend. Yeah, yeah, but so, like not for the first wave or however... I, I do have Traveler's Gear, which is useful. Perfect. And uh, I'm willing to spend one of those to get the ship apart and get it set up. You could also, now that I'm thinking about it, if you want to get weird, you could spend your useful traveler's gear probably to give uh, the spider a fueling of web if you guys want to do that. Hmm. Because it's useful. Would that, help, would that help keep the bad guys off of us? Yes, because I can activate my traps, and my traps specifically because I have the weaver custom move can affect uh, up to three targets in a prepared area. Nice, nice, nice. That means it'll affect these two, these two groups. Yeah. All right. Um, I I will go ahead and uh, hand you one, like a like an extra power pack or yeah, whatever. Spare parts. Whatever. You know, uh, I, I hand you. Yeah, I hand you a canister of something. Yeah. Something onium. All right, and I sort of go. jury rig some. Uh, like I have those. I jury rig some of the metallic spray using that I have with what you gave me. Sort so of just. To, to just inter interrupt briefly to muse on something, if you were a normal the spider that like made your own webbing and traps, would he just be giving you like a bottle of OJ so you could produce more web? Oh, I mean, not no. You know, some hydrolite. <laughs> keep hydrated. <laughs> uh, liquid protein, it's, just yeah. chug. It's a, just a big thing of jello for that gelatin. Right, protein shake. I got a, I got a what's the word, recoalesce or whatever? Refract. I gotta refract, guys. I can't make that much webbing. <laughs> awful. Awful, awful. Is this, is, is this organic? And uh, that it's made of carbon? Yes. Alright, so, you have your webbing, you're gonna lay down a trap, you're saying, right? Yes. And that trap's just gonna be what? Uh, the idea, well, it is currently going to be the catch. Their legs become caught and immobilized. And next time I try something, I can manipulate them as if they were an object. Nice. All right. Well, that's what you do then. 
so yeah. Um, so they all start swarming towards you, and all of a sudden, like tripwires and actual liquid metal that I think you were saying, like the cords of liquid metal and stuff, they go off in a bunch of weird patterns to like get them all caught up, like they ran into a wire fence, basically. You're jealous. You should do something about So, um, that's what that webbing does. We will now, with the threat down to there, um, we have to disassemble the ship and get away. So uh, that's a that's a getaway, and for disassembling the ship. What would you do to pull this ship apart and turn it into a bomb and prep it? I so I mean it, it has an engine. Engines can be overloaded as like yep. and that's always explosive. Like sci-fi stuff has taught yes. me that if you overload an engine, it's always catastrophic. Yeah, I mean it probably has a small fusion reactor inside because it has a just... hyperdrive, and the hyperdrive does what the hyperdrive does. And one of the things it does is explode when shot. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's not talk. We, we don't have to bring science into this. We don't have to bring science into this game. It's a hyperdrive. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. It lets you go faster than light. Don't think about it. I'm sorry. I forgot what universe we're in. <laughs> it could be overclocked. Uh, it's gonna. It's gonna hit this thing's hyperspace shadow. The gravity it's shadow. Fine. No, it's mass shadow. You know, yeah. Strip out anything important that we want to take with us move it right up close to the to the ice fall and then um you know shoot it, it to the gun. all right um do you have any resources you can spend to basically be the connective tissue between this thing being a bomb and this thing detonating and going off at a right capacity to like take care of it i have well one of my weapons is a grenade launcher which is ranged and has ammo so can we literally just shoot it from a distance yeah spend an ammo and you could basically set up one of the grenades to be the uh the the triggering mechanism or whatever to cause the engine once it's critically to uh to like you know have a breach and it, it, it'll it'll take care of it from there all right all right uh oh, wow that's that's the spider twice there you go and then i guess i can do the get away to fly the ships into a safe distance or yeah yeah mandalorian do that since i was already flying the transport yeah you do it all right I uh, I'm gonna forge another bond with Lamnar because I think okay, we were that... working together to get it all done. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I can see you on your sheet, Lamnar. You just have to change the grenade from three to two. No, I, I know. Oh yeah, right there. Okay. Yeah. I oh, got also it. down here in the web is your web stat. Yeah, I know. I wanted to be in one place. So I was maybe oh, sitting sure. around with that, but I see the two out of three, so That's fine. That works for me. Yeah, yeah, you just move the web up there under your gear, then. So like, boop, boop. All right. So I got an eight. Uh. Which means you choose one. Uh, I'll just, I guess we probably just want it quickly. Basically, you can just choose the option because you're not really running from anything. Just You can basically choose the option. I'm going to use getaway to damage the stat. Yeah, basically. What you okay. do? You damage the, the hyper, you know, get to a safe distance stat and you complete this wave. Uh, you know what? For wave two, I'm going to up the ante just a bit and allow Peter on scene because I have something different for wave three uh, that I thought of that's a little more tense. Oh no. So okay. in wave two, uh, the hyperdrive is now, the, the ship's been dismantled and it's been primed as a bomb. The other ships are away safely. You have two problems. One, which isn't even a stat, is the nemesis is on scene. And two is there is currently a, uh, a a juggernaut approaching. Like like a big dude is running at you at top speed, uh, and he's on a speeder bike that he clearly took from some of those soldiers. 
So the oncoming threat is just actually two literal fellowship threats, and now you got to handle this. The hyperdrive is going to take time to tick up and detonate, by the way. Uh, so how do we want to do that? I'm going to say that the hyperdrive going off, um, I guess either you have to clear out the threats, or I'm going to set it off prematurely as a hard cut if that comes up. Does that sound fair? Okay. Yeah, I think so. Like the, the, the fight might cause it to go off early because it's unstable. Hmm. Okay. Okay. So keep them away from the bomb before you're ready to set it off because it has to get up to the right charge and detonate and blow open the doors. You basically have to protect the bomb at this point while it gets its charge going. Mm -hmm. There we go. That seems hmm. like clear stakes. Pete, you can be on scene. Okay. So arriving on an X-Wing, I guess, in an X-Wing, you know, is... Whatever your ship looks like. You can make it be a TIE fighter if you want. If you want to be cool. I mean, I got it from the Fellowship, so it's a matching set. Oh, it's one of your guys' TIE Fighters. Right, 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 right. One of the things about Lost, where they were being put in for maintenance, uh, we just wrote it off, and turns out... Yeah, there it is. It was a birthday gift. Something, something. There you are. Well, there's the transport, so I guess that's where I'm going. Retrieve right. it. Perfect. I assume you, uh, you put down and get ready to fight us? I mean, you know, I'm here for the ship. You guys are incidental. Yeah, but we need. Do we, do we know who you are at this point? Well, we do have bonds with each other, so yes. Yeah, as I say, do we recognize you, or are you wearing something different? Eh, probably something similar. You know, how many givens do you know with bionic eyes and so on? Right. Are. Is this are you like wielding a lightsaber or something? Or no, he he doesn't have a lightsaber. He's a contractor for the Rebel Alliance. You guys know him because he does Saw Guerrero type work for you. Gotcha. Right, Pete. That's that's a good assessment. Something like that, you know, I'm also against the Empire, so yeah, we like, can exactly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a lot of that going around. Yeah, he used to be a separatist. <laughs> a lot of separatists joined the Rebel Alliance. You'd say a lot of that going around too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's interesting how the separatists joined your side, but it makes sense. Okay. Well, I don't really the... have anything to throw at him until he gets out of the X-Wing, so... Sure, so he lands and, you know, gets out of the X-Wing. He's going for the ship, guys. Void? Yeah. So, um, uh... Switch will go to meet, I guess, you? Void within uh, without? Is it, like, you and, and, your, and your group, or is it just you? I don't know, Devin, is my group here, or...? Uh, your dudes are going to take some time to get here. I'm going to use them as a um, telegraphing an approaching threat. But if you're able to damage your stats to kind of bring guys in, you could bring a guy in. That's a power you have. Well, yeah, if I damage the deck, I could do threats and so on. So yeah, no, it's just me and the juggler that's somewhere in the distance. So I came here first. I, uh, I say aloud, Void, is that you? Who is this? It's kind of hard to see in this, I mean, uh, you know, snowstorm. You have Terminator vision too, I bet. Like where it's like red and night vision because of your monster eye. Yeah. It, it'd only be easy to spot, but since he's the spider, he's all got weird biology stuff. Uh, yeah. I just like, I just like wave at my long three foot neck. It's lamb. <laughs> oh, it's you. What are you doing here with my ship? I mean, is this your ship? What are you doing here with? I want to say those spice smugglers. Everybody knows it's okay to steal from spice smugglers. Well, 
He should have picked better friends. Well, I'm a spice smuggler. No, am I? I mean, we, Aren't you? We clearly saw one of your guys doing spice. So just because someone snorts spice doesn't mean they're you know, dealing in spice. There's a clear difference. Well, that's that's not what the laws say. Oh, so we're following the Republic laws here, now this very lawful planet that has the clear infrastructure, legal, everything? No, but we stole your ship, and that gives us plenty of reason to do it. Well, I guess I'll have to steal it back then. Now, now hold up, Void. Hold, hold up, Void. Just, uh, yes, we stole this ship, but for a good reason. We need it. Well, I need it. I don't want to be stuck in here. Oh, yeah. Well, you don't have to. You can come with us. You don't have to be stuck here. But uh, without that ship, a lot of people are going to get eaten by zombies. So, uh, you mind helping us out here? Oh, the zombies are all around, by the way. All tied up in those nettings and stuff. Yeah. Like, squirming and straining, hissing. Yeah, I just point at them. Like, you you want to help us out here? What people are you talking about? I don't see any people around other than you guys. I look at you, Kat. I look at you, Kess. You want to come in on this? Uh, yeah. It's like there's some Mandalorians that are trying to get off this ice ball. We need your ship. And what you have 20, 30, maybe? Is that all? Kess kind of pauses because we didn't actually get a hard oh, number. Did. It was, it was like four or five hundred. It's like five hundred. Like, yeah. yeah, several hundred. Stitch doesn't know if he wants if you all want him to give, divulge all of this information. Uh, a bit more than that. We need your the we need the parts from your ship right now. We we want to use your ship to get that ship working to get hundreds of people off of this death planet. That ship? That ship that's currently whirling uncontrollably and about to explode? Yeah, no, like no. the hyperdrive is so hot right now, like as it's heating up, it's starting to glow and give off like god ray lights. It's so ominous. No. You guys all can taste uh, copper in your mouth because that's what hyperdrive <laughs> tastes like when it starts to get this hot. We want to get used parts of your ship to get a bigger ship working to get many people off of this planet. We're all just kind of inching away from... Uh... We should do that thing where we put something between us and that. It's going to explode. <laughs> that one's all yours if you want it. Oh, really? Thanks. It's about to explode. That's a good trait. Just, just kind How, of uh, shrugs. I, I, uh... So seriously, though, we are trying to you need your ship to get a bigger ship working so we can get off this uh, planet with a group of civilians. Who are we even working for now? Uh, whoever pays the most. Yeah, who's paying yeah, so the you, most? you get the impression of Kess rolling his eyes under his helmet. Well, like you're judging me, you're the same. We're no different than you and I. No, rolling his eyes because he asked who's paying you now. <laughs> like, right now. Yeah, we're not, not, we're not judging general. you. It's, it's, fan- judging it's fantastic how evasive you are. <laughs> <laughs> well, currently, it's Steelhead. You guys no, don't know that. that yeah. Okay, all right. It's a large galaxy. You don't know everybody. <laughs> I don't know why you asked me that question. Would they be opposed to rescuing <laughs> some civilians? I don't think they'd be. They're spice dealers. 
they're, they're spice traders. Why would they ever care about innocents? I don't think they'd be opposed to rescuing civilians. We could always, you know, flag some of our ships down and pick them up. Also, who are all those soldiers that you're commanding? That big one on the horizon is uh, one dialogue exchange away from being on top of you guys. Yeah. I'm trying to get the nemesis to say that he's working for the Spider Snake Alliance, goddammit. <laughs> well, I'm working for Steelhead. He's part of that thing, but like you guys know. We don't know that's fine. Well, <laughs> we, we've, seen, we've seen the foot troopers. <laughs> we, we have some evidence now. We don't know what they are yet, but <laughs> we can make connections in the future. Well, you guys could always uh, erase a bond with me to you know give me to make me tell you something important, like you know that I'm working for the spider snakes. If that's what you guys want, that's a yeah, guys. I think or I think that may I come could, up um... very shortly here. Regardless, yeah. Actually, wait. You know, I have an idea. Look, look, void. We need. We would really like this ship. We really need that parts of your ship to get off this planet with the civilians. And I, you're a professional, but you don't go out of your way to get innocent people killed. Why don't you let us do that? Come with us on the ship off, and I'll sweeten the deal. I'll throw in that uh, Kaminoan fertility artifact that I saw. That I bought in that bazaar once, and I saw you eyeing. I still have it on me. Kimono and what now? Fertility is, I, I have I have fine silks <laughs> and strange artifacts for trade as yeah, precious objects. Kaminoans are like science people, so you're just offering him a bottle of Viagra. Or you know what you are offering him? You're offering him um you know those alt-right people that all have like brain juice or brain force or whatever? They sell like pills to people to make them into men men. There's a brand of that, um, and I know about this because of nonsense, but there's a brand of that for volumizing uh, your semen for fertility called, um, <laughs> what's it called? It's called like Maxvol or something. So you're offering him that. You're offering him that shit. I, I, I was thinking more drugs. like, I was like thinking like instead of like a wooden statue or something, it'd be like a silk scarf or band or something like that, which has the same effect, quote unquote. Oh, I'm picturing a. I'm picturing the Horga statue. From, yeah, uh, I'm picturing the Horga from from Ferenginar and from Ryza right now. Jerakamone. That's what they called it. They were like, "We love to Jerakamo." That's what they called fucking in Star Trek. That's what they called boning. <laughs> and like, they, and specifically, Geronimo or Jerakamo or whatever in Star Trek doesn't mean just boning. It means like violent, unprotected orgies, and everyone just goes about being how excited for it on uh, Ryza. Like quirks. I just said it because it sounded. I just said it came up with it because it sounded like a fun way too. Right, Jerakamone. Yeah. Hey, sweetie, you want a Jerakamone later? What? Do you want a Jerakamone later? Oh my god! Don't bring her into this. <laughs> she doesn't need to be. She doesn't need to be subjected to this. Uh, I'm gonna mute myself while I tell her what. Oh I god. <laughs> anyway, that's just enough conversation as you're offering him the precious thing. Um, I don't know how that's gonna go down because I don't know if Peter's obligated to take it or not, but. The threat has arrived. There is a whistling sound, a sinking sound, and directly beside uh, Void Within Without, that soldier lands. They are two men tall, a man and a half wide. They are built thick, and they are in clone trooper armor. Clone trooper armor that's been heavily modified and has a lot of the symbolism of uh, those other troopers on it. 
Uh, he lands, looks at all of you. You can hear breathing going on inside the helmet system. And he looks at you, Peter, and goes, a good soldier follows orders. That's right. Well, dispose of them. It looks back to you guys, and uh, from its like it, it's welded to his arm is a minigun, like a like an e-web repeating blaster, and it starts opening fire on you guys. <laughs> you will begin diving for cover. Or in conversation anyway. It, it, yes. He he starts to raise his hand or it starts to raise his hands and be like, wait, 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 can we talk about pew 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 pew? <laughs> a good soldier follows orders. <laughs> Now, for those of you that have been subjected to the horrors of war in Star Wars, this is clearly a clone trooper, uh, which in, you know, the timeline, they work for the Empire. They're nightmares. They're disposable people that come in swarms after you. Except this one is real big. Yeah, this one's, something happened with this one. (laughs) Like, I've met clone troopers, and they're big, but they're not this big. Clone troopers, by the way, uh, by and by in this game, are kind of big. You know the bigger Luke theory that there's two Luke Skywalkers, a normal-sized one, and an alien bigger one that's better at the Force? The clone troopers descend from the bigger human species, because that's what Jango Fett descends from. Obviously. So this is a bigger clone trooper. (laughs) Like, bigger Luke. (laughs) Good Mandalorian stock. Anyway, he's the monster from the organization. He has the big and scary stat, which means if you try to act against him, you roll with despair. And if he deals damage, he uh, he'll he'll kidnap you. He kidnaps you if he damages you. I assume this is the, oh, the no. monster. Uh... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> does does he not have <laughs> eager to please? He does have eager to please. But uh, you tell me if you start on that vent. He's opening fire with an e-web blaster welded to his armor, uh, trying to mow you down. He's eager to please because Peter was nice to him by saying, "That's right, Peter. You get to form a bond with him." Well, I think I specifically <laughs> form a bond if he damages someone and survives. No, anyone who is nice to Monster immediately oh. forms a bond with Monster. Perfect. Wait, does that mean I get to form a bond because I said, wait, 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 let's That's talk That's not being out. nice to him. That's begging for your life, you coward. <laughs> <laughs> not that easy. Anyway. That's a nice blaster he shouts from behind this cover. Anyway, you have to react or I'm going to start throwing damage at all of you. This, these are cuts coming your way. Oh no! Okay. All right. Um, oh, so wait, were you we trying to bribe guy. Peter earlier with a precious thing? Yes. You'd have yes. to pay a price to do that. Well, that's acting against Peter. I think that's. Uh, <laughs> I think that we'll check how Tetsu World works. It might be if you're doing a move and you're spending gear, which might not be a move. I don't, I don't think it's a move. It's acting against you. When yes, so, but when, did, did, it, did that work though? Because it seemed like he just ignored it. So I'm trying to understand what's I'm not happening. Too sure what's I mean, happening. I don't think I can like say no to it because there's, there's not the clause if they accept for the moment. But like you know, you give him precious stuff. Therefore, you forge a bond with me because that's oh. how you're acting. I think. I think what might have happened is maybe uh, maybe Void took the statue and when. When the clone trooper showed up and said, a good soldier follows orders, you didn't immediately attack us and instead told them, yeah, go get them. And you stayed out. Actually, what happened is you just formed a bond with Peter, and then you can use Heart of Fire to erase that bond and show them, uh, Peter will show you mercy, tell you something valuable, or ignore you for the time being. Which, all three of these things basically happened if he's not going to attack you, but he's going to let the clone trooper do it. The clone trooper is inspired by Frank Horrigan, by the way. From Fallout 2. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I guess no okay. gear remembers that. That's no, I, I get the reference. Yes. I, right, so I gave. <laughs> I gave you something precious, Peter, and I take a bond. I, I got a bond, but I also take some damage from that. You pay a I'm price. Acting, so just pay a, price. pay a price. Hey, a price could be another precious thing. You just doubled up. Jerakamone. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. I'll uh, I'll. I'll give it to you, but I'm saying I'm going to... Uh, what do you guys recommend? Well, you want to know that I'm working for the Spider Snake Alliance. Is that what you want? The information? The vital information to let you know that Peter is not a friend? Go for the ship. I think we just wanted to keep... Yeah, stop you from destroying the ship. The, the bomb, at any rate. Uh, you know, I'll just, I'll just take damage. That'll be my opinion the price. Okay. And I'll take damage to my wisdom. You're taking damage twice now, haven't you? Yes. Don't That's... worry. Damage comes back pretty quick, especially if you guys have some food. If you guys have food once, you'll heal both of those back. Yeah. It just okay. you, need a, you, need a, you need a minute. Between the okay. Um. Yeah. I wanna... We need to get in the safe room. Yeah. You gotta get to the save point, like in Final Fantasy IV with Tella, Rydia, and Cecil. This game, by the way, Fellowship would be one for one Final Fantasy IV. In literally every way, even to the point that you start with the Empire, with the Kingdom of Baron and their airships, and then once they no longer become a threat, it pivots to the Overlord, not with Gobez, but with Zemus on the moon. I'd run that game. I'd run that game for my life. (laughs) Anyway, you give him, you take damage, you give him a thing, and what do you want from Peter with Heart of Fire? Uh... Show either information or show mercy. Uh, actually, you know, it would be ignore us for the time being. Okay. Let's walk away. Well, I don't know you guys. So you guys can deal with this thing. Like, I won't be in the fight for the time being. You guys can deal with the juggernaut. Mm-hmm. I'm going for this. Yeah. So, yeah. so, yeah, Void puts up his hands. He's like, all right, all right, we're all friends here, basically, and just walks back, uh, you know, after he told the clone trooper, get rid of them. Yeah. Anyway, here's the threat coming. You're about to be gunned down by a minigun. Also, that minigun might hit the ship if you're not careful. So uh, this is going to be real. Uh, this is going to be a nail biter. Okay. All right. I can. Uh, um. I can. Hmm. Thing is, I think I'm. The, hmm, I, I can keep him busy, but that. But then someone needs to needs to needs to get at him if I do that. Yeah. Someone uh-huh. needs to keep him busy. So, someone needs to create an advantage, and someone needs to finish him. So I'm going to uh, watch your all's back as this is going on. Someone needs to overcome because, like, there's. There's still horrible things. It lets me roll with plus sense instead of plus blood, and my sense is much better than blood. blood. So, um, <laughs> so like uh, I got my blaster out, and I'm I'm like waiting for an opportunity to like I I, I think I'm basically just kind of like giving attempted suppressive fire. So is sort of what I'm doing. Okay. Is it- to try to uh, keep it from shooting at the ship instead of okay, us. suppressing fire on the clone trooper. You roll with despair. Okay. That would be keep him busy. Love that. I mean, I, either that or for overcome, but I guess it would be keep him busy. Uh, what is keep them busy? Plus Grace. courage. Yeah. Well, or, you know, what? yeah. Let's do overcome. You draw all your attention to yourself. Yeah, because you want to stop the cut coming, so that's overcome. Yeah, the cut is going to suck a lot. Yeah. So rolling with despair. Overcome that first is blood, four. So. That's five, six, seven. 
the sense. That's good. Seven's good in Fellowship. It's not bad. Yeah. Let me see um, what the basic rules are. I pay a price to get 10 plus yeah. or create a temporary solution. Uh, I think I'll go with a temporary solution on this one. I don't think we're sticking around long enough to kill this guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is this is not that fight. <laughs> so I think the, the temporary solution might just be that like I, I like fire reload fire and then like make myself enough of a problem that it actually does have to deal all right, with me. So the clone trooper takes a bunch of pot shots to his helmet and stops e-webbing all of you in a group and turns to see the droid and just kind of growls out, I'll get that clanker and starts like lumbering towards you with spitting up the gun again. <laughs> clanker? I've never heard that before. Holdings. That's a slur. <laughs> That's yeah. a nice name. That's a There's no such thing as slurs when it's furniture. <laughs> okay, so uh, he has been overcome and he is going to start murdering your little droid, guys. Other people jump into action. Kess, if you, I can create an advantage, can you uh, finish him? Yes. All right. Uh, I set up a bunch of traps that caught a bunch of zombies. Yes. But the thing about the catch is next time the zombies try something, I can manipulate them as if they're an object. Yes. So. They are, always, to... they are always trying to try something. They're trying to get loose. Yes. I will manipulate some of them to basically get loose and at the monster clone trooper. Sure. You fucking, you know, pull some of the cording, some of the snares go, mechanical physics takes over, and he is instantly a carpet of zombie teddy bears falls onto him and, like, latch onto his armor and all, like, the parts of his model that are easy to, like, hook your little hands onto, and they are on him, writhing on him as he's starting to open fire wildly into the sky and all around you, uh, trying to swing around and get him off. That should give you advantage. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, so, yeah. Hey, hey, you can't do that voice. <laughs> That's my I don't know. Voice. I was trying to do Dr. Coomer from Half-Life of the Eye Self-Aware, which everyone should watch. <laughs> it's okay. Okay. Um, All right, Mandalorian. This is so it. Your I, time to shine. I will attempt to finish them. Let me see. What would I use? I, I don't suppose there's any way that I could be considered hidden from my target. I mean, if you if you still if you can somehow refresh that spell and go into cloaking. Also, that cloaking spell is basically a free advantage. If you come someone that you're invisible, that's advantage you have, dog. Well, unfortunately, I can't refresh it that fa th that quickly right now. I didn't take the move to let me that let me do the same spell. Uh, yeah, but anyway, you you have advantage. So you can just finish him. Okay. Um. Do I want to try to? <laughs> Basically, it's if whether I roll with grace or blood, because that's, you know, grace is like, or no. Yeah, grace would be outsmarting, terrifying, overwhelming. Blood would be just killing him. Give it a try, uh, I guess. It is despair to roll against him, so. Do I not have hope for working with. Oh, no, they're just giving me advantage, not giving me hope. Yeah, exactly. Yes. And you're in despair because he's a monster. This is a nightmare scenario, guys. You're fighting an Imperial clone trooper that's been altered. Okay, I'm just going to try to murder him. Yeah, like, this is the empire. You guys are rebels, and this is an empire asset. Like clones aren't people; they're assets. This is like so fighting an imperial droid. Yeah, I will be spending one ammo from my slug thrower rifle to attempt to finish him with blood. Go for it. Despair. Okay. Despair. Uh, that's a five. Yes. Oh boy. 
Despair hurts. I rolled a one and a two and a five. <laughs> I I know despair hurts. That's why he has it. <laughs> okay, the clone trooper like writhes with the e-web blaster and then like stops and it looks like for a moment the way he moves just stops. Like he's like like he's focusing or like he's getting a sense of his surroundings when you uh, open up your slug thrower and shoot him. Um, when you open fire, he moves his arm and puts one of the zombies in front of it and just slots into the zombie. And he immediately hits something on his armor and a bunch of vents go off and basically spray the Ewoks with some sort of hot fluid coming out of his armor. And they're scalded off and like on the ground with their senses partially destroyed, not able to kind of figure out where they're going anymore. And like with with a presence of mind he hasn't previously shown, he looks dead eye at you, Mandalorian. You're not one of my brothers, and opens fire with you on full auto. Take a damage, hard cut. I'm gonna spend an armor to not. Okay, but when you get hit, because you know you do take damage, uh, the rounds he fires are all uh, impact rounds, and they knock you backwards right up against uh, the ship that you guys, um, you know, are all around, like the ship you guys want to fly away with. Uh, And he's basically pinning you against it as he's walking forward towards you, uh, using basically, like, like knockback rounds to keep you pinned in place so he can put his hand on you. So a big, giant super uh, mutant with a minigun on his arm is shooting at this guy with stun rounds, keeping him locked down, stun locked like a video game, and is walking up to capture him. Also, you know, he called you a brother because you're wearing what looks like clone armor, because Mandalorian armor looks like clone armor. If no hey, one hey, that. hey, he's wearing clone armor, which looks like Mandalorian armor. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> That's not how history is going to remember it. <laughs> uh, as um, this is happening, I'm also going to introduce an oncoming uh, problem. Um, there is a single one of those other soldiers running towards you guy, pumping his one arm and his other blown off arm. Um, and he's, he's, he's probably like 30 seconds. You guys didn't notice how fast he was coming up on you guys. And you can hear a slight chuckle coming from him. Oh my God. Well, I guess, you know, to th- throw stuff onto this thing, since I've been ignored by the fellowship. Oh no. Oh yeah. So out of, uh, you know, I guess put you guys on the spot. I'm like, hey, this transport ship that you've you know hijacked is starting to you know spool up. So you guys should do something about this. You don't have the key. It's you said you'd leave us alone. But, but you said there was a key. And you there was a key, it. and you bypassed it. Remember, you hacked it so hard you broke it. Who said <laughs> there? You destroyed the lock, and because you didn't shoot it with a blaster rifle and it wasn't a door, that doesn't mean it opens... No, no, I'm sorry. I'm getting the wrong conventions down. You destroyed the lock. And remember, in Star Wars, depending on which lock you destroy, either the door opens forever or it closes forever. And in this instance, the lock opened forever. (laughs) You hotwired it. Hey, uh... Hey, Lemnar, do you still have your little robots in there? (laughs) Yes, I do. Uh, I asked oh, them man. to keep the ship here. What uh, what stats do they have? They have swarm and consume, so they can either swarm void, which will not end well for any of us, or consume something in the ship to keep it from flying away right now. But we sort of needed to fly away before the bomb explodes. So well, no, we have the thing is we moved it far enough away already. Yes, you are moved far enough away. Your ship will not be destroyed by the bomb. That was the oh, first okay. thing you deal, dealt with. Yeah, then I as asked, I sent it to consume uh, something important in the ship to keep it from flying away. Yeah, all right. It starts ripping up the Flyers. consoles. 
Okay, so since someone's taking a hostile action against me, I would respond with a uh, uh, Against the ship. You're okay. Yeah, so I'll respond with a cut, and since there's a companion that the fellowship cannot protect around me, that's a hard cut, and I'm just going to damage them. And remember, you had to spend a stat of theirs to make them do the thing with bonds of servitude. Yes. So, so you... it's basically gone. Yeah, but they'll come back when you rest. It's fine. You can build yeah, new ones yeah, and put them back but... together. But it's gone for this fight. Well, no, no. Their two stats are damaged, swarm and consume. Which means the last health it has is the one bond you have with them. Ah, okay. So that, if they take one more damage, they're donezo and taken out. Okay. But we've successfully stopped him from running away with the ship. Yes, you f- fucked the ship up royally. That's okay, we weren't flying that one out of here anyway. <laughs> okay, so who's saving the Mandalorian uh, from being kidnapped by a, by a deranged clone trooper? Uh, I think uh, I think Stitch will uh, will will try. <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna uh, going to approach and be like, um, wait, 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 we we need that Mandalorian. <laughs> you can't you can't just take him. That's not nice. <laughs> so what are you trying to do? The, the, the clone troopers <laughs> looking at you. I'm trying to do my right? best. The clone trooper looks at you like he's not moving the gun, but he looks at you in his armor. Yeah. What are you doing here, Clanker? <laughs> I, I'm. They also needed me. I'm a doctor now. <laughs> Taps its uh, blue moon. Blue on its yeah, blue, the blue on its I chest. I appreciate that while this is happening, <laughs> I'm still like, like in the Mandalorian, just kind of like taking the shots on my armor pinned up against the ship. You are, and this is the term I use, getting absolutely bodied like in season one Mandalorian. Like, like you are just getting the shit kicked out of you and just, just dealing with it. Um, uh, the clone trooper's kind of looking at you, trying to, trying to figure out. Yeah, I've, like I've I've never seen anybody as big as you before. You're that's great. Where are the rest of you? Where there's <laughs> one, there's many. You don't work alone. Unfortunately, I had to work alone. It looks at its hands. Oh, well, it looks at the its hands of the blaster and just kind of puts the blaster down a little bit. Like and then and then it's now empty hands. I had others once. They were my brothers. I want. He looks at the Mandalorian. More. What do you mean there used to be more of us, though? <laughs> and it, it, like, taps its head. You were made in bulk. And then, like, tri- are are you speaking from right now? <laughs> I'm, I'm getting a All right. He's also approaching the Mandalorian closer and closer as you're talking, but he's still talking yeah. to you. <clears throat> um, <laughs> yes, Peter, that. <laughs> um, he linked it. Uh, thing from the Mandalorian. Right? That just constantly being bodied. No trooper. Punch. <laughs> Into the ship. Right? Over and over and over. Uh, so, um... So what did you want to do? Like, okay, so, it'll be like, do, do, could you tell me more about your brothers? <laughs> Instead of shooting my friend? I'll do one. <laughs> All right, you can speak softly with this guy. To do do whatever your squire nonsense is to form a bond with him. You got to form three bonds, and yeah. then he becomes your friend and joins the fellowship. 
Well, he's got to form bonds with other people to draw. <laughs> <laughs> of well, course. Can all right. While he's, I got an eight. Speak softly. All right, so pick your speak softly moves. Actually, no, you're, you're, um, you, you immediately form a bond with him just by being nice. You are being nice, so you get that free bond. Um, but remember, if he's damaged even once, all your bonds get erased. And he won't join, he'll join the fellowship as a companion if you can build up three bonds. Okay. As a fellowship or just him? There's not the fellowship. Book. He'll join you guys. Um, Sorry. I'm, while this is going on, I see speed. that he's a clone trooper. And I used to work as a programmer in the clone trooper <laughs> facilities. We have and so one of my gear to... options is logs of hacked information, the names and faces of your prey. There you go. Including their sins and their worth. Including their sins I... and their worth. Oh, yeah. I want to look up his... Clearly, he's wearing some armor. So I want to look up his information. Yeah, you, just get his, quickly. You, get his, you get his chain code immediately. You're a Kaminoan. You can read it off his armor, and you guys have really great memory. It's not hard. All right, I want to know this, like uh, who this guy is and what his uh, military logs say. Uh, How many numbers are in a clone trooper designation? Four? Um, four, usually. Yeah, so this is CT2638, uh, codenamed Meathead. Um, he was a clone trooper assigned uh, basically from squad to squad because he was one of the frontline clone troopers during the war, and his squads kept getting killed. He was thought dead in battle, and he made a lot of tours at the Kaminoan Hospital on Camino. So, fun thing is, come on, is that, uh, so I, I formed a bond because I was nice. I was nice. And also, I spoke softly. Yeah. So, I, I have two bonds with it. <clears throat> so, I'm going to uh, use one of those bonds to offer something precious <laughs> so that they uh, stop shooting my friend. While I ask them questions from what do you have that's precious? Wait, the bond. The bond. What? Yeah, my bonds are precious and useful. Well, so you're just going to ask him to stop? Yeah. So he's like, "I'll do one." And he says, "Yeah, well, yeah, all okay. right." You'll uh... like, tell me about yourself, and maybe, like, maybe you just stop shooting because he's no, like, oh, he, okay. he, he's still shooting, but he's just going to keep the gun going and stop advancing to kidnap him. So he'll talk to you. That works. Like um, I mean, you spend so spending a bond is a precious thing to what get another bond. So no, no, it's useful. He's using the useful tag stop. to be like, why don't you stop and talk to me? Yeah, to stop, stop kidnapping. So my he will stop, so, stop. So the threat of kidnapping is now passed. But what are your speak softly questions? So what, like, what, what does he want, and how can we help him get it? A good soldier follows orders. I have to make my commander happy. Who's your commander? He turns to look at Void. Who's his commander? He turns to look at the woman on the speeder bark extremely far away, driving directly towards you guys. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'd like uh, to... Um, thanks for that. Uh, wait, 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 since okay. he's not looking at me anymore, try to um, get out from under the hail of laser fire. Yeah, you can do that. <laughs> you can just kind of creep away. <laughs> do a getaway. Let's do getaway. Sure, whatever. Spare, because you're what? moving against him. What's, wait, that's a... Oh, come on. It's such a terrifying move. Like, this guy's intimidating. It's a nightmare scenario. You have a clone trooper on your case. They're trained oh, killers. Any, any kind of, like, advantage of any sort because someone is helping me? Nope. Sorry, buddy. 
I mean, I've kind of helping, but only as far as I was using a move on my own. Look, Mandalorian, he's no longer trying to kidnap you so he could keep you in a cell back in the base as a brother. So maybe you should show a little gratitude. Yeah. <laughs> so you're not like like kidnapped, and he'll like put a he'll put like a barcode on you to make you look like a Mandalorian, <laughs> like a clone trooper and stuff. That oh no, it's like one of Ian's wow. characters. This is an oh, eight. Yeah, no, no, that sounds so, right. See, an eight's good. You get one option. I'm uh, I'm gonna get quick. I'm gonna get away quickly and avoid any harm along the way. Sure, sure, sure. That's fine. You get away after that or, happens. Mm, can I- no, I'm going to do quietly, drawing no attention, so that I can be kind of hidden, um, and he doesn't realize that I've gotten away. <laughs> so when when that happens, can I uh, step in on this? Yeah, go ahead. Well, I, gotta, I don't know if I I don't know if anything happens now no, since no, I you, should avoid harm. I, uh, you get away. It's fine. He's on on I, Sorry, I, sorry for cutting I, you off. I'm just trying to finish the sentence. My bad. No, no it's fine. I kept interrupting. After I look at the logs, I quickly look up and I see the situation and I yell out loud. Meathead. He stops talking. Insling, did you have any more questions? Uh, I think that was all three questions. Oh, yeah. Who's your commander? Him. Who's his commander? Her. What do you yeah. want uh, to make his commander happy? <laughs> Sorry, he's real simple. Like, yeah. So yeah, he will turn and look at the yeah, camera okay. and turn off the gun. Soldier, status report immediately. He starts walking over. Hello, doctor. Situation oh. is currently under control. Hostiles in the LV zone. He like walks up to you, staring I, at uh, you. Look, I look at him and like, "What happened to you? So, what happened to you, soldier?" Left behind enemy lines, sir. Clankers overwhelmed us. Waiting for extract. Uh, soldier, civilian uh, civilians need to be extracted from current location. You're coming with us. Does Your brothers will miss you. Does Order sixty six apply, Doctor? You don't have no idea what he's uh, talking about. Yes. A good soldier follows orders. And he will turn towards the ship to like open it to like escort you guys into the ship. The the one Void is on? Yeah. <laughs> to the one that's um eventually blowing up behind us. It's still something up. It takes a while. This has been a dynamic scene. It's taken not a lot of time. Yeah. Does this count as a bond with him? Yeah. And does that make three bonds with him then? With one from me and two from... Uh, uh, it might. I don't know if it has that, to be in total. I think it just has to be three bonds. Did I, no, did I someone, spend a bond? Or did I have someone to spend has bond? to form three bonds. One person. Okay. Right. okay. So you got him on the ropes right now, but if you do any damage to him, shit goes downhill. Well, don't worry. He'll be a recurring villain. That crew does bonds over time. So what are you guys doing? Uh, the ship door's about to be opened and that clone trooper's about to come in because he's easily confused. Okay. Um, so while that's happening, yeah, so- the Mandalorian was getting bodied, the Kaminoan did a good thing. Uh, ah, droid. Perfect. So, uh, as you're like all starting to walk into the ship, something grabs you from behind and throws you away from people as a telegraphed cut comes in. That trooper uh, has gotten up to you guys finally in the gunfire and whatnot and the sound of the ship overriding the sound of him approaching. And he grabs that robot and hucks him down a uh, like an incline of ice onto a nearby lake. I'm going to have a lot of fun with you, little buddy. Let's see if you can scream. Oh, oh no, I surrender. 
<laughs> that's what the trooper says, by the way. And he starts walking down the path towards the, the robot. And he has some of his armor that he's kind of peeled some of the equipment out of and made a makeshift screwdriver. What, uh, what are we looking at? <laughs> you were looking at one of those troopers that had its arm cut off in the landing gear. Um, that It's still bleeding out. It's walking and it took the droid, separated him from you guys, and is now approaching, making some very threatening comments. How are you going to save your friend? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that was the, that's that's the new situation. Also, that clone's going into the ship. Also, Tora's in the background. She's the last uh, part of this. you got to get out of here before she gets here, because she's going to start not appreciating what's happening. Where, um... Where's, our, where's, where's Wayfair in all of this? Uh, he was, like, helping you guys, like, with the clone trooper and, like, taking cover and firing back. And then you guys started talking and he was, like, moving in to help you get out of the blaster fire of the, the, the E-Web repeater and stuff. And now that you talk on the clone trooper, he's with you guys. We're, we're very unsure if this is a combat situation or not still. Uh, I mean, someone just kidnapped your buddy and talked about openly torturing him. Okay, yeah, that guy's still a combat situation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just want to throw that out at you. Mm-hmm. Um, the timers are still taking I, yep. I, I was specifically waiting to see if anybody else did anything if not then I'll well uh, I'm considering hidden right now sure so um can I just try to go finish that guy what guy the clone the, or the one armed dude the one armed dude so I have yeah, go for it. isn't the one armed dude also a clone no the one armed dude is just a trooper in armor ah okay yeah so I'm going to spend an ammo and attempt to finish that man with grace. Go for it. All right. Do I have to roll with despair? No, you're not acting against the uh, the monster. Okay, good. I have to I have to check because oh man. Uh, well, I rolled two sixes, so. Ah, you finished them with ten plus. So uh, and- he's kneeling down, and he looks like he's going to start torturing you. Uh, and then a round goes through his helmet outside of one of the eye holes like one of the, the, the little like eye pieces. And uh, he starts laughing, puts his one good hand on it, looks at the blood coming out, turns around, looks at you, points, starts laughing, be like, oh, Me? yeah, at you. No, and if I get a 10 plus, I remain hidden. Sure, sure, but he points to where the bullet came from because he can do math with part of his brain missing. So wherever it came from, he's pointing at laughing, being like, too clever for me, and then falls over uh, stiff, sm- like still laughing in the, in the helmet a bit. Okay, I thought he was going to like be coming after me. And I was... Nope. Okay. Awesome. Good, you incapacitated Killer Mike. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, uh, dear. Something was left behind on this planet. <laughs> let's, let's keep leaving it here. All right, Droid, you have a <laughs> dead guy on top of you. So we'll, uh, we'll spin away from that as you try to extricate yourself as the ship opens up. All right, Void, you're in the ship. The ship is opening. Shit's going on. What do you do? I guess I spin it on the chair because, you know, the console is busted. And I'm not a tech person. I can't fix this stuff. Leo. He swivels around on his chair in the dark ship that's spookily illuminated menacingly. Yep. So what walks in? Meathead and... Yeah, who's, who's coming on in? Me. I come in with Meathead. Okay. All right. So I see you brought friends. We have to evacuate civilians from the hot zone. Huh. Do you know how to fix this ship, Meathead? I'm not a PK tech. 
Well, then I don't think we can evacuate anyone with this ship. Because it's busted. I uh, I check with uh, AU about what it did to the ship. <laughs> it started ripping stuff out for funsies. Like it started pulling parts out at random. <laughs> yeah, well, like in that luckily scene in Solo, Star Wars story, the droids start being like freedom, freedom, and start smashing shit for fun. Remember, droids are dogs. <laughs> <laughs> luckily, we don't. Our, our owner walked away, so we ate the yeah. pillows. In the dry docks, we, there's uh, there are other ships we can use. So to evacuate the civilians. Yeah, that that's why the ship doesn't have to fly. You just have to fix up one of the other ships with its parts. Now no one can leave. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are talking to the with me. Yeah. And the the other ship is too big to just go out with us. We need the Mando. Mando we need the Mandalorian chapter's help to fly it off. So truce. I mean, you know, I can't do anything with this ship, so might as well. Help you guys out. And is your boss going to not murder us all? Because then she'd be stuck in this planet. She's not my boss. She's not Steelhead. Who is she then? A good soldier follows orders. Well, she's just been sent here or came here on her own, I guess, to find something on this planet. Hmm. Oh, look. And you're just, I think she's coming here to... right now. Yeah, her and a couple of yeah. those not-dead soldiers have arrived. Oh, no. Pretty much a, uh, a gang of them. Three soldiers survived. One gang worth. <laughs> and uh, she's just standing there next to the speeder, arms crossed, looking at the ship. You can see that droid brain of hers, like, illuminating red and clicking. Like, you can see parts of it move every once in a while. Well, if you want to ask some questions, you can always, you know, ask her straight away. She seems to be coming here. The, uh, the, the, uh, what do you call it? The, um, uh, fucking X-Wing detonates. She doesn't move a muscle. The other troopers cower like cowards. And the ice wall, uh, blows open and takes the steel with it, too. So you now have access to the ship dry dock. But yeah, she's standing there. Uh, Droid, have you gotten yourself out from under the corpse? I, I was waiting for the spotlight or something. Yes. Okay. <laughs> corpse, corpse is off. Droid is up and uh, trying to get back. Yeah, to you the walk group. up the hill and you're there. You can be with the rest of the group. The soldiers aren't going to shoot you. Your furniture. Yeah. She's waiting. And the doctor. <laughs> Hello? Yeah, we can hear you. Hello there. You would be the leader of these troops? Yes. So... There is, you're aware of the undead situation on this planet? Sure. Okay. Um, the correct term is rager. Is that a battle droid? <laughs> no, I'm a doctor. <laughs> Points That's an incredibly movie. poor taste. <laughs> there are, uh, Wait, there sorry, are many... Sorry, I don't remember, but she's, it's incredibly poor tasting. We'll just kind of turn and look at the clone trooper. Oh, she she looks at it. It's like you failed me. Come over here. He's like a, a good soldier. Fault. Come over here. She walks over. Sit. Think about what you did, clone. And then she looks back at you guys. Continue. There is a Mandalorian chapter trapped in this planet with many civilians. Her one eye rolls. There's of shit. course, there is. 
Their ships are over there, which will take a while to get functional. But with the parts from the sh- your ship, we can evacuate everyone. Why don't I kill you all and take my ship out of here? It's broken. How did it get broken? She looks at the clone. Void, are you in eyesight? Yeah, I guess I come out of the ship along with the things. <laughs> she looks at the clone, then she looks at Void when she says that question. Someone unleashed some small robots on the console. I look around the room, not sure who did it, so I can't really blame anyone. Hey, don't look at me. Not all robots are responsible for each other. I know, Stitch. I know you can't do any wrong. Okay. Let's, uh, here's how this is going to work. I came here for something, and I want it. And if I can get it, I really don't care about you or your lives. So make that work for me, and everything works. Well, what do you want? There's a thing on this planet I'm hunting. It should be malicious, it laughs, it talks, and it doesn't die. I need one of you to oh, capture it. this. It picks the up the body. <laughs> Oh, it it goes to pick yeah, up like the body. Yeah, like you look back, it's like you mean that guy, and there's like a blood splatter on the ice, and she just sighs deeply. Did it have one arm? Yeah, he yes. usually does. You shouldn't have taken their arms off. That's how he gets them. I don't think I actually saw how he lost an arm, even though I was the one who did it. So well, right. Well. Well, what can you what can you tell us about? Now it? we all need to stand back to back, holding guns and wait. Okay. What is it? What 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 should we be wary of when dealing with? <laughs> I'm speaking softly at her. Do it. Do the roll. Forge <laughs> <laughs> a bond. I am. Um, even if I fail, I still you get a bond. Um, precious, precious bond. <laughs> it's a nine. Yes. <laughs> What's the uh? Wait, no, I, I I know her name. Wait, is her name on the sheet? Yeah. Oh, there it is. Cool. You know her name. Your character doesn't. Yeah, I, I yeah. That's it's for my uh for my very good. List. Oh, that's not the one. Torpano spoke softly. I'll, yeah, I'll yeah, go yeah. through and like replace things like spoke yeah. softly with like actually a thing like uh maybe like offered to help or something or a helpful ear don't worry square gets so many of those that doesn't matter so it's so it says uh you know tr- good help is really hard to find these days i mean these guys they're they're obviously spice addicts and that means that they're okay to rob and steal from and then it motions to the ship and then like shrugs and says how would you like more reliable help i've forgotten how stupid your people were it's endearing we do our best <laughs> Just close my eyes for a moment and breathes in. <laughs> Clankers. <sighs> All right. You all keep using that word. I've never all heard right. it before. All right. Well, if you don't want to get stabbed, don't wander <laughs> off. Have a buddy system, and we should all stand in a circle and wait. She draws a knife. <laughs> should we hold these? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys engage in this? I, um, um, I'm not going to say I no. <laughs> I, I did see that she was the one who you know ripped off a piece of the ship as I was stealing it, so I don't really want to fight the sorcerer. Right? What? Was, and, and like, I, I, we don't hold that against her. We were stealing from her. A lot more Mandalorians. 
Were I don't th- have right now. <laughs> I, I can't recall. Were the Kaminoans close with the Jedi? Or at least... Uh, I know that yeah, you, were, you guys but... had like casual... Yeah, you, you guys were casual friends. Jedi showed up on Kamino you know, all the time. The Jedi were social butterflies. They hung out with princes, duchesses, uh, kings, queens, and often banged them. But Kaminoans, <laughs> high-ranking scientists, yeah, they hang out with all of you guys in Kamino. I, uh, I, look at, I look at her like... You wouldn't happen to have been a Jedi, would you? You wouldn't have happened to have been successful, would you? I don't understand that question. She just smiles because in her mind, she knows that Camino's not doing so hot. <laughs> but she's not re- it, really, the, jo- the, the insult wasn't for you, it was for her. <laughs> so she doesn't really elaborate. <laughs> right, she's not wrong. Are we playing the questions game? Man, am I going to speak softly? This so again? <laughs> I'm just going to say you all stand in a circle with your backs to each other, holding weapons, waiting. How how are we going to capture this thing if it seems that it can't die permanently? Shoot its legs off and then take its last arm off and then take out its eyes. So it kill it and mutilate the corpse? Shot it in the face earlier? Uh, that's probably for the best. Good. Good. She just says that, like she she is super matter of fact about this. As you all get into your circle and wait, what is this thing? It's prey. Uh, you're asking a lot of questions, you know. I mean, this is a weird situation. Yeah, well, I don't cater my entire life to explaining every detail of it to strangers who robbed me. And you just hear that droid brain clicking and overheating and 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 whirring in the background. She just seems upset. Something is bothering her, and she's just mad right now. She just wants to be mad. She doesn't want solutions. She wants to be angry. <laughs> Are you Force-sensitive, Void? Uh, I guess it could be, yeah. I don't know. I didn't know if you were or not. I couldn't remember where we landed on that. I mean... Like, are you being trained in the ways of the Force by your master steelhead? I think to fit as the, you know, the top dog of the Empire, I should be. Good. Okay, perfect. So, yeah, you can feel the waves of aggravation just flowing off of her. She is just drinking it in. <laughs> uh. It's one of her stats, seething fury. <laughs> it makes her attacks melee, necrotic, and ranged. Ooh. Oh, dear. So, yeah, uh, you all stand with your backs to each other, even those troopers, even the clone, and you all have your weapons ready, and you wait, and like an hour and a half goes by. Those zombies are still squirming in their traps, too. They're not going anywhere. She sighs. All right. Clearly, he knows we're ready for him. So let's just continue on and do our best. What's the next stage of your grand plan to escape this planet after blowing up basically every ship that could do it? I think we all just... We didn't blow up the ship. We just blew up the controls for the ship. We, we turn and look at the, the hangar in there that has a bunch of ships in it. That we were planning to fix. All right. Well, don't let me stop you. I turn to Wayfinder because these are his. These, he knows more about these ships than we do. He he nods like, "Yeah, we can we can begin." There's equipment inside for hauling. <laughs> like he he doesn't really know what to do because this situation turned weird and awkward and strange. Um. <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah, I'll I'll, I'll I will. Uh, Go in and work with someone to uh, to do it and make conversation. Perfect. She'll stay outside with her soldiers and look at the clone trooper and just kind of seethe at him. <laughs> mm. Guess we'll go get uh, retrofitting. Yeah, yeah. I uh, 
kind of want to talk to her some more. Sure, go for it. She's here to talk. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll go help Stitch uh, make the repairs. Um, do you mind? Do you mind if I um, what's it called when I uh, do if I do do a little tiny yeah. command lord? Um, it, a light snow starts to fall, just like real light. You know, it's not no, the no. storm. And like, she's still seething and angry, but Torapano thinks it's nice. Some something of like she has a memory that's probably. Oh, lost yeah, she's to been her. here before in previous probably. adventures. Oh, not even here. Just somewhere. There's just it. It reminds her of like a nice memory. She doesn't show it, but there's there's like a brief like couple seconds where she's like. This yeah, is nice. Yeah, no, that's totally on the ball. She's just staring off into the void of the snowstorm and her eyes are, her cyber eye and her normal eye are drifting up towards the black holes. Hmm. How? And then you approach Yeah, yeah. I just uh, look at her and then I look at the black holes and look back and I just say, how'd you know this thing was here? Because we left him here. <laughs> Clone Wars? A long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away. Mm. Which is the nomenclature people use to say, like, a fairy tale story. Like, another life, basically. Mm. Yeah, it's, it was it was a long time ago. She, she nods, yeah. Because, so... I was a programmer in the in Kaminoa, <laughs> a high-ranking one, in the clone facilities. So I did a lot of programming for making the clones. Not the chips in their brains, but just making clones in general. The chips aren't known about. No one knows about the chips. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That, that was a I, this, I can't, If you knew about yeah, it, this is out, Yeah. <laughs> this is out of character. So I just, I just like, I'm thinking about that. I'm thinking that she's probably was a force user. So I, I, I just... Yeah, you remember the Jedi. That. You haven't forgotten about them. Yeah. I was like... Back in the Clone Wars, I was in Kaminoa, graduated at Kaminoa's Institute of Science and Technology, second best school in the planet. She kind of after those. In- she kind of snorts a bit. Which one? When you say you know the School of Science and Technology, <laughs> the the one that actually has that name, mm-hmm. second best school, right after, right uh, before the School of Biologics. Those arrogant pricks. Anyway. I worked at the clone facilities, programming the machine robots that made the machines that made the clones. She nods. Saw a lot of weird. Uh, saw a lot of politicians come in the facilities. A lot of generals, soldiers. Did you ever get any of indication of the, of the purge? No. Of that the you, empire that you made them wrong. I turned to look at Meathead. Not that one. I had to fix that one to make it a good soldier. I turned back. What do you mean by wrong? They were disloyal. She turns to you with her, you know, the part of her face that's been blown open and replaced with machines that let her, you know, eat and think. Turns back to look at the black holes. Some of the snow on her is yep. actively melting. And like there's a small little teeny circle around her feet that where it's just like melted. 
I don't recall who ordered them to be made. I don't recall all the details of how the project started. It was before me. But I do know we programmed them. We, they were cloned to be exactly what they were meant to be. So it wasn't your fault? It's certainly someone's. Comforting. What do you do now? Uh, well, I go back to try and... No, 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 she says that. What do you do now? Well, you know what happened to Kawanoa afterwards. She smiles. I've heard stories. Yeah, yeah, well... Wasn't much... I was a programmer. Didn't really have any skills or abilities to go into drug dealing or, you know, manual labor. Didn't really go feel like licking empire boots. If they take so I join. <laughs> I, I just nod my very long head with my very long neck. Like, yeah, yeah. So uh, I found people that are hiring that can use certain skills. You know, I could use certain skills. I'm hiring. And I could pay you a lot more than some... She looks kind of at your eclectic group. Fringe group of senators desperately trying to cling on to a dead republic. I narrow my eyes a bit and I'm like, which and who exactly do you work for? I work for myself. And under what banner? Mine. The banner of the old republic. Do you know anything about the old republic? She says. They paid a lot. It's like, uh. You mean before the empire or before the republic? (laughs) She laughs. The empire isn't anything. The empire is a blip in galactic history. Do you know how long the republic has lasted? A thousand generations. Not a thousand years. A thousand generations. It has lasted longer than most civilizations. Yeah. Yeah. This empire, this is a a temporary changing of flags and banners. It doesn't really matter how much they destroy, how much they ruin, or how many laws they change. Another year or two, they'll be gone. And the Republic will come back and democracy will return. So instead of trying to fix what was and trying to bring it back by holding on to the old version that was pre-Empire, why don't you help me just kill the Empire? Because whatever comes up from the ashes will just be the Republic. It's like gravity. It's inevitable. And you know what that means? She approaches you and kind of like prods you with her finger. Tell me. It means that it doesn't matter how you get to the end of the Empire or how you get to the Republic coming back. If you're a big enough influence in it, history is going to remember you as a hero. Is that what this is about? No. The ends just happen to justify the means. So at the end of the day, I'll end up being vindicated. It doesn't matter. They'll look back on this time when the Empire falls and that cackling dictator gets what's coming to him. And they'll say, and there, and the heroic Jedi Knights, who didn't, who the Republic didn't deserve, kept true to their word and saved the day. And they'll just kind of gloss over how we got there because I remember the Republic, and they did that all the time anyway. 
So what does it matter? Why bother saving these Mandalorians? Come work with me. Come with me on Camino. I stop and pause when she says that. And I look up with my long neck. And I look down with my long neck. And I think about it. And I say, you know, you're right in the end. It doesn't matter how we get there. But in the end, in the end, I saw an army of clones we made. I saw how they started and what they did how they ended. I think nothing really matters. And if nothing matters, all that matters is what we choose. So in this case, I think I'm going to choose to save who I can. But in the future, doesn't mean that I don't want to also assist you in saving any other people. I'm not here to save people. I'm here to kill imps. And I'm going to make sure oh. that that happens as much as possible and as frequently as possible and with no mercy. Because it won't matter. No one ever remembers how badly you treat the bad guy in the Galactic War. And they all wear the same armor anyway. I think back to the clones I knew. And I uh, look back at her and I'm like, I'm afraid on that we'll have to disagree. You hear in the background, a good soldier follows orders and she snaps her head like she's upset the clone's talking. And then she looks, where are my men? Oh, she's looking around. <sighs> He's on the prowl. We have to get inside now. Because he's coming for us. So, have we, you... Wasn't that the idea? <laughs> from like over there. So we want to wrap this up for today and to resume with you know, Killer Mike next week? Yeah, we could do the Killer Mike stalks and tries to murder you guys one by one next week. Oh, excellent. As, as you guys are hanging out with two, of le two leaders of the Empire. It's <laughs> one half of, the, of what would be the Overlord in any other game. Right? Tora, like, because you guys are pulling parts of the ship apart, so, like, those parts have been brought inside. She, like, gestures, and you guys start to move in, and, like, when you guys get in, like, you guys did a lot of damage to this base, so she just looks up and just clenches her fist. Um, and, like, any of you guys, you're not damaged, but you can feel like you guys gain, like, a headache, like, like, like a flash headache, like a really hot one, and if you guys do, some of you bleed out of your noses if you so choose, and the entire uh, door to the garage slams down. If we're lucky, he's outside. If not, we're locked in here with him. I, Isn't that the idea? <laughs> I hope you're all as good as you think you are, because I heard what happened on Kashyyyk, and I have to say, so far, I'm not quite impressed with your skills. And then she just goes over to whoever's working on some of the equipment, and it's all like, give me that, and starts working on fixing the ship with you, because she's actually an engineer. Oh. <laughs> That's good. She helped build her own cybernetics. <laughs> Tess nice. will stop working on the ship because he really doesn't want to uh, have anything to do with this sorcerer. And yeah, she'll just, just start pulling parts out and starts like, no, you can bypass this. This is Corellian. Put that there. So two questions then. Who was I working with before? I think you were working with me. And will she let me help her? Who, who's me? I don't, I don't <laughs> have the name. Tess. The, the voice. 
Kess, okay. So I'm putting a bond for Kess. And yeah, uh, for the Kaminoan, if you want to try and forge a bond with Tora, she did reveal, uh, she opened herself up to you, stuff she didn't use, she doesn't usually do because she doesn't have a lot of people to talk to who aren't uh, cyborg, dark side serial killers. <laughs> so, uh, you know, forge a bond if you want with Tora Pan. Yeah. <laughs> do it. Hell yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, she doesn't need to use a lightsaber because that's not how she rolls anymore. Oh, good. Uh, you guys uh, frantically start trying to fix the ship, and she's like, stay in pairs, keep the lights on, don't go into the shadows, don't make yourselves look appetizing. Clank, clank. Right. And with that, I believe we will end the first session. So, I was Devin. Follow the list, guys. I was Adam. I was Devin. I was Adam. I've been Jack. And Peter. I'm Jonathan. And this is sponsored by Nobody. Signing off.